0: And welcome to Reliving My Youth. My name is Noel Fogelman. My guest this week is actor Larry Hankin. You've seen Larry, you've seen him in so much stuff. He always stands out, whether it's a small part or large part, small part being home alone, we talked about the donut scene, large part Escape from Alcatraz, Billy Madison, Annie, his TV credits include Breaking Bad, Seinfeld, Friends, I mean, he's so talented. But what you don't know about Larry is that he was nominated for an Oscar for his short film, Solly's Diner, back in 1980. It's on YouTube. It's about 10 minutes long. Check it out. It's pretty interesting. He does a lot of web, uh, web shows and he takes his craft pretty seriously and he'll discuss about certain roles he's done. And he was actually surprised about some of the roles that were brought up to him, which was kind of cool. This is a long conversation and I probably could have went on like another hour with Larry. Uh, this is her plans the Michael Bean episode for the longest episode. So congratulations, Larry. Very interesting guy. I really enjoyed the conversation and I hope you do as well. So Larry, thank you so much for do- joining me. I really appreciate it. Um, Glad to be here. Yeah, you've done so much stuff. So let me, if someone comes up to you, um, I'm not going to ask right now what role they remember you in, but is, has there ever been, um, like a time when they ask, didn't you about, know who I was? I'm sorry. Yeah. Exactly. yeah <laughs> right. They try robbing you cause they have a mask <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but they, um, they ask you about a certain role and you don't remember doing that role.
1: Um, that's a, that's a great question. No, nobody's asked me that, but it has happened. Uh, I think uh, on a podcast, right. one person asked me about a role. I didn't even know I did. Right. but it, but it happened yeah. I, and I I didn't I, I you know I said hey and they said well, how do you even know about this well I saw it on because everything is now on because right. of the internet I mean yeah. even stuff I, I I did 20 30 years ago yeah. it shows up so I asked him and he had mentioned where where it was some obscure channel or something a channel that's like old-fashioned yeah, exactly. yeah, some <laughs> link link right. uh, so uh, uh, but even when he uh, you know mentioned the name and said kind of what I did, I, I, I didn't remember. But it was only one. Right. Uh, and sometimes they'll mention something I saw you and blah, blah blah, and it'll, it'll say, oh, "Oh wow, I even forgot about that. I do remember it. Yeah. So it's kind of a nice little joke to my memory to, to think back on that. But right. other than that, I mean, people have told me on the podcast, how many shows I've done. I never knew that until I got on podcasts. Right. Yeah. So you're, I mean, it's really weird. Some guys don't do any research and some guys and, and, and ladies right. really do research that come up with stuff I didn't know I did until they tell me. And
0: you know, yeah. so it's kind of cool. Well, that's good. Now, if you're like flipped through channels or obviously on different websites, because, you know, internet now. Yeah, websites. Uh, and think, you know, one of your roles come up, can you actually sit down and watch yourself? Um, yeah, if I recognize, well,
1: I do recognize, you know, movies and TV right. things, that even if I'm not on the screen at the moment, I go, yeah. oh, I'm in this. I'll sit and wait until I come on just yeah. to see how I did.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: and then, I'll, but I'll just watch me. I mean, I know the story and, right. uh, but I'll watch me over and over again. And the, the, the reason is, obviously, it's, it's ego, something about ego, but that's not why I, I watch it really. Um, I make my own little films, right? And so, and I edit them, and so I'm always watching myself because you know I'm, I'm editing myself together, right. you know, yeah. in these uh, narratives. Right. So I, I use it as a learning process. I go, oh, okay, I see. I, you know, there's. I try to find me. Okay. Right. Uh, and the reason I did that, well, I do that, it, it happened when I was a little kid. I loved Charlie Chaplin. Okay. When I was a little kid, you could buy these little eight millimeter reels. Right. You know, uh, they're a film a little eight millimeter, about that big. Yeah. And I also had plastic reels. Okay. And a little projector. And but the plastic reels were easier because and, and a little viewing screen. So I could just roll them and watch Charlie Chaplin on a little hand-driven screen. Right. Going like that. Uh, and uh, it's like it's just sketch, kind of. Um, so uh, I could stop in the middle and, and look and go back and forth very delicately and try to find Mr. Chaplin in Charlie in the Tramp. Right. And you couldn't, I couldn't do it. I mean, the guy just yeah. went into that. Yeah. And, and he could do it like that. I mean, I don't think he, you know, had any magic process. Right. right. Just put on the costume and bam uh so that's where i got the thing about watching myself it, it's just a you know where you know i don't want to see larry i want to see the character gotcha. so i teach myself so it, it's a learning process
0: right are, are you like a tough critic on yourself in that regard oh
1: yeah. terrible tell you i'll give you a, an example i just found i just was discussing this because i get um people send me uh, questionnaires to fill okay. out because they, uh, like in india i'm big in india Right. <laughs> so uh, they send me questionnaires. I was f- filling out, and they asked me about uh, Sally's Diner, which got an Academy Award nomination. Right, right. And um, that was I edited together myself. Uh, and y- yeah, I, I've watched that and try to find me. And that was the first thing where I mm-hmm. okay, that, that was a character that. Right. Uh, so. Yeah, it's like a, I've always done it,
0: yeah. you know. Right, and you mentioned Saul Ziner, which I was going to bring up. You know, you played sometimes Jones, which you right. Know. Well, that that was one of
1: the things I was practicing to. I wanted it, because I love Charlie Chaplin. And even when I'm not thinking about it, it you know, subconsciously yeah. I'm thinking. Well, let me think of i I'll, I'll do a homeless character. Here's the weird thing about that. Um, when I say to people, when I started before I, I did. Sally's Diner. Right. I've always wanted to do a homeless character and right. finally somebody said hey l- let's do it I got a camera and a crew so I was you know upscale boom and I did it but when I they said what are you doing Larry and I said well I'm, I'm doing this homeless thing about uh, and they go why are you doing that? I mean my best friends would say yeah, who wants to see a homeless guy? That's not funny mm-hmm. they would get enraged Charlie Fucking Chaplin was homeless. What are you talking about? He's the most famous guy in the on the planet Earth. Right. You know. The, you know. I mean, that's what gets me. Yeah. Galled. Right. The, you know, the people telling or a people telling me what to do. Right. But but no, don't do that because and then their reason is so effed. Right. mean give me a good reason and if you're right hey i'm not stupid i'm not going to do something that's going to endanger my career right (laughs) (laughs) what are you talking about right although i don't have a career i mean i never thought of it that way
0: right yeah we figured every homeless person has a different story it could be yeah and they're really interesting
1: right what i used to do when i was in new york i I come from new york obviously i think you can tell by the way i talk yeah a little bit um I uh, went in Manhattan because I uh, lived in Greenwich Village and okay. was, you know, doing open mic nights. But, I, you know, during the, during the day, you walk around the street, you're doing your shopping, whatever, you're just hanging. And I would pass these homeless people on the street, guys, you know, sleeping on the sidewalk or in an alley and stuff like that. Uh, but what the, the ones that were, were awake, they were just sitting there in, in, their, in, their, in their spot right. with their property. But they were writing, I, and I saw this a lot. In, in the '60s, anyway, I don't to do it now anymore, But they were all writing in these notebooks. You know, the crackle surface, the black and white crackle right, right. notebooks. And they were writing. And I, a lot of them were. Uh, I guess maybe to pass the time, maybe they had something to say, whatever. I would ask them. I would stop, and they said, "Oh man, can I read that?" Or you know, "Could you read it to me?" Or "What are you writing?" In the in the entire years I lived in Greenwich Village, never did one ever show me or or even let me know. he was writing but I thought uh, you know and I saw that and then I started to write my own stand-up comedian stuff and I think I wondered what they were writing and even if it was gibberish right even if they were just passing time and moving a pencil I thought they do have a story and if they were writing it it probably was funny so I wrote a book recently right and one of the uh, it's in th- in three parts and one of the parts i wrote as i found a book of one of the homeless people okay. this is what was in it right. and i wrote his story as okay. if you know right and it turned out really interesting because i was homeless for a year i actually was homeless for a year. i got into it so so much that when i was kicked out of my, uh, my <laughs> my punt my landing barge you know those landing barges on on omaha beach on i guess ve i, I don't know yeah you know the big one where where eisenhower you know went across the english yeah. channel with them. okay and then the thing goes down and the guys go on and yeah. i lived on one of those okay uh in, in san francisco in cecilita there was a junkyard a huge junkyard all along the shore right along the entire property shoreline of Sausalito. So actually Sausalito started not at the shore, right, but behind the junkyard and then yeah. up up the hill. Yeah. So you came down, then there was a junkyard. You had to go around to get to the beach right. on both sides. Yeah. So this junkyard owner um, bought after the after the war, they had all these landing barges from Omaha, from from right. that whatever that do you remember what they called it? Was that uh, VE? That wasn't VE day, but they called it something. Anyway, there yeah. was, he right. bought 10 of those actual landing boxes.
0: Wow. Yes,
1: yeah, so he bought 10 of them. They had hundreds. The, 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 the government was just selling them. Wow. So he bought 10, floated them out because he owned the junkyard uh, shoreline. He floated them out about uh, 50 or 100 feet out into San Francisco Bay, hmm. anchored them, emptied them out except for the duck. Well, there wasn't anything in them. Okay. No, you know, so, yep. but they had duck boards because they're the floors like this because they're boats. So right. they had duck boards yep. like that. And then he whitewashed them white, not painted them white, Whitewash, you know, it's good so you can see kind of through it. But they're all whitewashed, ten of them. And then you rented them out for $150 a month. Wow. Empty. Just boom. You want to live on a boat? So I lived on a on a quote houseboat for uh for um a year. And um they uh so uh when I went to New York because I was Poor. I was I was working as an actor, but yeah. making maybe $150 a month to spend right. on rent. Yeah. Uh, when I got a call from a, a friend in New York to go help him write a screenplay. And he would pay me a lot of money. Okay. But I had to be there. You know, there was no internet. Right. Yeah. Had to be there, I had to fly yeah. there. So I did not, but I had a but I I the junkyard had no uh Email uh, email I had no mailing address. Right, not that I know of. Yeah. I just lived off of the dock where there was a, an old dock where there was a house, an old like cabin on the uh, on the on the pier there, and in it was the owner's daughter, who was a crazy elderly lady. Right, and the reason I say crazy was I didn't know she was crazy. Turned out she was. Yeah. But the reason that I assumed she was crazy uh, was because she never combed her hair. So whenever, you know, she was always like this, you know, like Frank, (laughs) like Frankenstein's wife, kind of. (laughs) Right. (laughs) uh, So, you know, all I knew was once a month between the first and the third, I would row in. They gave me a little, you know, uh, Central Park rowboat that he also bought for, you know, five bucks a piece. Right. And it wasn't, I would row in, pay her cash, you know, no checks, okay. no bank account, nothing, pay her cash, roll back out. And that was it. And he wanted me to go out uh, and live there for a month. Okay. And I said, yeah, but I, I got to be out of there by this certain date to fly home, to pay the rent. Cause I don't know what the address is. Right. Um, I didn't have a phone at the time. I would use somebody else's phone when I wrote in. So I don't know what her phone number is. So I I can't even call, so you gotta let me. Well, I stayed for, you know, because he was paying me so much money at the time, you know, that I stayed for an extra week. Okay. Or two, I think two weeks. And I thought, okay, I'll just, you know, pay her an extra fine. You know, I'm making so much money here, I can do it. So when I got back, um, I rode out to my home, <laughs> and i get on board inside there's a little, little dock about okay. that big you know you get it. And it was totally empty like the day before i moved in wow completely new whitewashed and yeah. empty and i row in and i knock on the door and this guy opens the door not this crazy lady this guy right. in a in a wife beater t-shirt and slippers like he's living there yeah and i go where's the, where's the landlady and she says that's my wife well, who, oh, who are you? I got, that's my, you know, I'm looking for, right. oh, you're the guy on the boat. Well, where were you? I, well, I'm in New York. It's two weeks. I had to cash right. my hand. Right. I said, I'm willing to pay you fine or whatever you want. Hmm. And she said, oh, well, my, my wife uh, rode out there. You didn't pay. You know, we didn't show up for two weeks. So my wife um, rode out and threw everything overboard. Oh, wow what? I said, yes, well, she's crazy. She's at the doctor now. That's why she didn't answer the door. She, right. She's mentally ill. I, I tried to stop her, yes. but she got up in the middle of the night while oh. I was asleep, rode out in the middle yeah. of the night. and threw. I'm telling you, everything, oh, God. everything, cleaned out.
2: Boom.
1: Yeah. I mean, my, my bed, my More. sleeping bag, my blankets, my clothes, my books, my radio, yeah. everything. Okay. Wow. It turns out three of four. So that's how I became homeless. Right. And I know, okay, let's stay here. In other words, I'm saving a hundred. I looked at it as I was saving $150 a month. Right. Uh, you know, still had the job, yeah. but now I was homeless and I lived in my car for a year and I would just go into work. Yeah. And I didn't tell anybody. Okay. Tell because they knew they couldn't call me anyway. They knew I didn't right, have a so phone. Right. So it didn't. It didn't matter. And then I was taking showers and, you know, wh- wherever I could. I didn't have a shower. Yeah. So I was taking. So everything was taken care of on the outside. So you know. But then, you know, it starts to bug my friends' wives. Why is he always taking showers? Oh, I mean, you could hear him talking in the kitchen. That right. killed me. It's, it's so awful yeah. to hear, you know, you know, how long is you going to stay here? You know, what, what's going on? Okay, well, this is out. Okay, I can't come back yeah. here anymore. Right. So you start crossing off right. places friend, where yeah. you can go, safe houses and stuff. Yeah. But I, you know, so then I, that's how I wrote the third part yeah. of the book, that story. Because right. I was actually out there and, I, and all my friends were homeless people. And yeah. some of them, I mean, when you become homeless and you, you don't have you know, either government or any kind of support or trust, right. I mean, you become really devious and you start to figure it out, man. Right. Uh, so the, the, the ploys and the scams and the ways that they survived was just amazing to me. I mean, and the determination, which you don't know you have until all of a sudden, well,
0: desperate, yeah. in the
1: middle of the night, you know, and then a cop, you know, says, or, or you walk away from your car. First of all, you have to look for places to park. You can't right. just keep par- parking yep. one place, right? Even if it's switching over from side to side. Yeah. But in San Francisco, parking is crazy anyway. Right. Uh, so I really got into homelessness, even though I had, and I was, I was uh, in the committee, which is like Second City, and I right. was improvising. So all that information, I was, yeah. Charlie Chaplin, man. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, right. I was using that stuff on stage. Yeah. Right. You know, like, how, how do you get a girlfriend yeah. when you're homeless? You know, what, well, yeah. well, what's the date like? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when, yeah. Or if, or if you meet somebody who doesn't know you're homeless until now you're talking to them and you start to get intimate and you're, well, no, nah, we can't go to my house. Let's go yeah. to your house. Right. We're it's already just, in my
0: house, the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 And then people steal your battery. And then Tuesday comes along, and you can't change you can sides, right. or you can't park anywhere, or it's a one-way street, or it's just right. amazing. Yeah,
0: but it's, so, it's more yeah. material, though. <laughs> it's but
1: material. it's uh, yes. So the, and that's what I, the way I looked at it. I mean, and I had an outlet because I was improvising, and I right. also was writing. And my but they stole my guitar. They oh. steal your battery. Yes. I, I mean, you're out there in the open, and you have no idea how uh violation prone you are uh, being homeless. You, you you own nothing. you just have it until it's gone, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which you you can't fight it so you make an adjustment and it's not even
0: yeah.
1: a conscious decision. It's like your DNA says this is how it is, man. yeah there's no like God damn it or no, you just it's gone, okay? What do I do? Where do I get another one or forget it? Yeah. And you just go on with your life. Got to have a short memory of that.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's uh, yeah. life lessons. Yeah, exactly. So I, I'm assuming a lot of that was inspiration for your character, Emmett, then.
1: Exactly. Oh, uh, yeah. So uh, so there there you go for the people. What do you want to do a homeless guy for? Yeah. Because
0: I am one. I was one. And yeah. Charlie was. Right.
1: Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> right. And then, obviously, you know, Solly's Steiner, your character was... Yeah, you know, and
1: now it's known as quirky. Now, when I write a homeless person thing, it's acceptable, but it's quirky. Right. <laughs> oh, it's one of those quirky characters. Yeah. yeah, well, we're not doing quirky characters. We're kind of, you know, um, uh, you know, Christmas card kind of characters. Uh,
0: no, okay, thank you, bye. Right. <laughs> so that, yeah, so that... The short film got nominated for an Oscar, so which was
1: yeah. A- so it kind of you know validated all the bull that I had to go through. You know, like, what do you mean the homeless? I, you mm-hmm. know, they called him a tramp in those days, right? You know, they they yeah. they cleaned it up. Not a hobo,
0: not, not a hobo, a tramp. Tramp. Yeah. yeah.
1: And now it means something totally different. <laughs> uh, yeah. So now you know, but yeah. now that I'm I'm older, I can I have a m- more m- many more choices of what I want to write about. But, yeah. you know homeless is, is great but you know
0: right. now i can do old drunks which i, yeah. I love doing so. right do you like actively search out homeless now Homeless people for the no research? no. i mean i I've, i'm i'm filled <laughs> up you know i'm, I'm on to other <laughs> research <laughs> yeah developments <laughs> yeah it's only so much yeah <laughs> so uh another role um escape from alcatraz which uh um, ah
1: yeah great I love fantastic
0: that um i you know I went there. You know, I think said, that that's oh,
1: one of my, my best roles ever that yeah. I, as an actor. Right. Did. And one of the reasons, well, there's a, a lot of reasons, but, but one of the reasons that I never thought about while I was doing the part, because I, you know, I just wanted to do the part good. And I was nervous right. because I was with Clint Eastwood, course, and yeah. Don Siegel. I mean, yeah. I just surrounded by right idols and, and extremely talented people. Uh, I, uh, the reason I, I, I was so relaxed w- was I didn't have many lines. See, I'm dyslexic. Okay. So it's very hard for me to learn lines. I do it. Right. But I have to get the script way in advance. I, I'm one of the first people that ever gets a finished okay. script. Right. It's in my contract. So, you know, if you, if I have enough time, then boom, you know, I show up and I'm, I'm fine. I just can't be surprised. I, I freak out when they yeah. say there's been a line change. Right. No, no, no. Well, line change, okay. But one time, yeah. Vince Gilligan, when I did, did Breaking Bad, yeah. right. gave me a monologue oh. right before I went on screen, uh, in front of the camera. Yeah. No, that that freaked me out. That I mean, it just yeah. so I had to improvise. Okay. What what was written? Thank God. The guy who wrote it, Vince Gillian assigned a writer to write Larry a monologue. He's really right. good, as, as old Joe. Yeah. Write him a monologue. And it, when it was apropos, I mean it, right. it wasn't just like out of the blue. It was the yeah. story. But so he wrote it. And but luckily, luckily for me, I got it two hours before I had to be in front of a camera. Okay. And that's like a no-no. I just right. I gave up. But the guy who wrote it was the director of that show. So he was directing me. So as soon as I started to, uh, well, I I just didn't tell him I couldn't do it. Right. I I didn't say anything. I just thought, I'll, I'll I'll try to memorize it. You know, do my my level best. I'll go out there and I'll just do it or not. And let the chips fall where they may. I either memorized it or I haven't. Okay. And he just says, you ready, Larry? And I said, fine. And he said, I try to fool my way around it right. by, by saying, you, know, you asked me about Alcatraz, but yeah. well, okay. Yeah. The,
2: the,
1: yeah. You like, you like this part. And the reason is, is this, right. that when I started, I, I had the first line down, right. But it was a whole page. I'm yeah. just talking. I had the first line down and I just started talking and I thought, yeah. well, I don't know if I'm memorizing it or making this stuff up, but I got to tell this cop in legal terms, he can't go into the Winnebago. Right. That was it. I studied it for two hours. And I thought, well, here goes. And I just kept on walking and talking. And at the end, the, guy, the director goes, okay, cut. And I thought, okay, I'm fired. He's going to say, I'm sorry, Larry, but you're fired. Right. And all he said was, okay, fine. Uh, let's just do it one more time, just, you know, for insurance. Yeah. And I go, holy cow, I had memorized it. What, was that adrenaline or what, right. magic? What was that? Yeah. I had no idea. I said, well, okay, since I had, it's in the can, I don't have to worry now. I can, I can screw yeah. up. It's, right. He's you're got happy, it. You know, whatever. Now. So I just got back there and did the exact same thing. You know, I knew the first line and I just, you know, it wasn't the right. same, but it was coming out. I don't know. And then at the end, you know, I thought, well, I'll either get fired or I don't know what he's going to tell me to do. And he said, thank you very much, Larry. Yeah, you're dismissed. Thank you. Great, everybody. You know, just normal, like, right. like yeah. I had. Yeah. Thank you. And I, so I waited until the, 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 the scene came out, that, that the episode came out, mm-hmm. which was two weeks told my friends to watch it because I had a question for them and I watched it. I wanted to see what I did. Okay. I mean, because I had no idea. Right. Yeah. So I watched it and it was brilliant what they did. Yeah. Not me, but what they did. The guy wrote it, right? And he was directing Mm -hmm. it. So after I said the first sentence out of my mouth, he knew I didn't memorize (laughs) it. I mean, he wrote the thing. Right. So he knew, and he let me go. He just, hands off, blah, 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 blah." boom. And then he just said, do it again. And I knew from the the second line that I said, until he dismissed me, I figured out what he was doing. And I asked my friend, I said, what did you see? Right. And they all said, well, you were walking and talking and keeping a cop out of the Winnebago. I said, well, that's really not what you saw. What did you see? Not what you... What you think you saw. I said, well, you were walking and talking, and I mean, they said the same thing. I said, okay, no, go watch it again. What you saw was me saying the first line, and then cut to the cop, cut to inside, cut to uh, Brian, cut to Aaron, cut to the cop. I said something right to me for two seconds, back to the cop, to Aaron, to Brian, to cop, to Aaron, to Brian, to cop, to me for another two seconds. I was in that scene on camera for less than five seconds. I think it was five to seven seconds. Wow. What he did was he edited my speech because I said kind of the right things to yeah. keep him out. It was all legal. He didn't care right. if it was his words or mine, but I kept the cop out of the Winnebago and he just edited it together. So when you watch the scene, it's my voice over you here. Yeah. And if you cut to me even for two seconds, you are imagining... You're seeing me talking, but right. no, movies is magic. That's and thank God the director was the writer, because if the director wasn't the writer, they would have been held to pay because you can't just let somebody improvise. Right, He would have had to call. They would have had to maybe fire me. God knows. But so I lucked out. And I kind of luck out with that in a lot of different ways. There's a lot of times I won't do what's written for right. whatever reason, it doesn't have to be because I forget, maybe yeah. I just feel like changing it because I think this is better Right. Um, and they just let me do it. <laughs> I mean, there's a graduation point. In the beginning, right. no. I mean, I would go up and say, can I say it this way? No, say it as written. Boom. Yeah. But after you know a couple of years, I knew, oh, wait a minute. I, I've gained some kind of... Yeah. Whatever. Loud, I guess. <laughs> or bless the oblige or whatever you call it. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. Bless oblige. yeah, I mean, they would let me like for instance when I did um uh what is it called? Uh Barry, you okay, know, yeah. uh, Bill haters thing. Right. So they called me and they said, Um, can I can I tell you about this? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, yeah. they called me and they said, uh I I didn't even have a manager. I'd given up my manager. I was kind of like laying low for uh, two years. I just want to do my own thing for two years. So I dropped out, got rid of my manager, my agent. Mm -hmm. So they called me at home and they said, hey, uh, we got a part here for you and uh, Barry. I go, wow, man, I love Bill Hader. And I love Barry. You know, I really, so I go, wow, man, what do you want? I'll do anything. So they said, well, you know, we got this thing, this Russian, can you do a Russian accent? And I go, of course, yeah, sure. Yeah. No, <laughs> I just say yes. Yeah. I mean, it was like, uh, it was like um, uh, uh, Breaking Bad. Are yeah. you going to do the speech? Do you have it memorized? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, so I think, yeah. So then the next question was, uh, well, would you mind if we had a Russian uh, coach there for your accent? Hmm. And I said, no, man, that's really great. You know. Took a load off my Yeah, great. Thank you. No, I don't mind at all. Okay, great. You got the you got the job. Boom, here it is. And when I got it, it was I, I, they 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 sent it to me before right. I okayed it. Right. But it was very short. It was just uh, five or six lines, a yeah. little, little scene. But but I wanted to work with Bill Hader. That was my drive and main thing. Right. And it was a short thing. I didn't have to worry about my dyslexia, and it was a cool scene. And there was a coach, so I was totally covered, and I was working for Bill Hader, and I love the show. Boom, let's go. Bam, I show up, and the first thing when I get there is where's the where's the Russian coach? You know, because I don't want to screw up for Bill Hader. I don't want to do that thing when I which I did with Breaking Bad. I want to be spot on. They couldn't find him or her. I don't know what it was, who it was, male, female, but gone. So I was really nervous and. You know, again, you only have about two or three hours and I'm still looking and yeah. no. So uh I try to make one up, <laughs> you know, and the right. only Russian accent I could come up with was my Second City Committee improv Russian accent. Okay. You know, the da, da, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you just who cares if it's funny? Right. Cool. Yeah. This is the only thing come up. And all of a sudden, this AD comes up and says, You're up, man. You're on. Okay. Boom. And then I didn't want to, I didn't want, again, I didn't want to say anything to Bill, hater. Yeah. So I, I refused to say, Hey, listen, I, I need a car. I, I, I don't know how to do yeah. this. I didn't say anything. So I just, you know, again, okay, let's do this, man. So he goes, You know, okay. And Larry, action. And so mm. I did the whole thing. Bill Hader never said a word. Just like actually, the Breaking Bad and a lot of other directors. By the way, really good directors. And I've been through 180 directors. The great ones, like John Huston, etc. Yeah. They don't. They don't direct. Their direction is all when they hire you. You know, yeah. when in their mind, while they're talking to you yeah. or you're doing the lines, yeah. all they're saying is, is this guy it or. Or not. Right. And if you're it, you're in. On. Boom. And maybe they'll talk about the story with you yeah. to see that you got the right you know, configuration. But that's it. But the great ones don't. They just... And when I got the message from John Houston saying uh, not 80% of a director's job is casting. If you cast the right actor, yeah. you are giving him carte blanche because you're choosing him because of his choices pre you hiring him
0: yeah that's
1: why you you know that's why you get Pacino or yeah or Bill Hader right you know he makes great choices man leave him alone so yeah. uh you know um I was uh I, I get in and he's not talking to me Bill Hader doesn't say a word the entire day I shot the entire day right Not a word. He talked to the cameraman. He talked to maybe his other regular actor. Right. Nothing. Uh, So I was really nervous the whole time, man. At the end of the day, I went up to him and I go, Hey, listen. And and he's thanked me. He goes, You know, hey, Larry, thank you very much. Hey, next, just normal. (laughs) Boom, thank you. So I said, Can I ask you a question? He goes, Oh, yeah, sure. What? Because he's like a regular guy, man. Right. He's just like, you wouldn't know. He's really incredibly talented. Right. He's like, you know yeah, yeah what? Okay, you know, you, you never gave me any direction. You never talked to me the whole time, man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, it, it was great. I love working with you. Yeah. But, I mean, I was so nervous because you wouldn't tell me anything. Why didn't you yeah. tell me anything? He says, well, like a confession. He goes, well, you know, we didn't write the part that way at all. And his, his writing partner was with him. on the set. Every day, his writing partner. Right. He says, um, so when you started to do Stovka, yeah. we didn't know what you were doing. <laughs> we had no idea where you were going with it. Right. But it was working and it was really cool. Yeah. So I didn't want to screw up your process. Right. So i stayed away which i thought was really brilliant but my process was fear that he was going to fire me that was my yeah. process <laughs> wow. but what they had written it was more more funny yeah. and i took it really into Sorry. no this guy's going to commit suicide yeah you know i mean it was valid and that suddenly they they realized that yeah. <laughs> so yeah so uh, that's how it goes you know uh, either they're not talking to me because they don't know what I'm doing or they don't. And, and, but it's okay. Or because yeah, what I'm doing is okay. And why well, we didn't think about it that way, or right. they didn't know, or they were a great director and they don't give right. directions because the guy is the character. Boom. Yeah. you know, go. And that's what Vince Gilligan does. Right. That's Vince good. Gilligan just hires you. You're the, guy. you're the guy. I mean, Vince didn't uh, direct me. Uh, in uh, El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie, right? Yeah, never said a word. But by then, I was like, "Oh, I get it." Yeah, and he really is. He's an amazingly great director, yeah. Vince Gilligan, plus yes. a great writer, yeah. and also a great editor. Another you know, he write. I, I said to him, I said, "Man, you you write some great sure. words." It's, yeah. I'm dyslexic; it's hard for me to memorize stuff. But most of your stuff, it just goes right in. It's it's very easy, like Shakespeare. It's kind of easy to Shakespeare. Yeah. You think it would be hard but he's a great writer. Yeah. I mean it's kind of all logic. It's very logical right. you know. One yeah. thing. so he said, "Well, you know, I have five other guys, you know, I just pick the best of the best, you know, me or him or them." Right. So he so he kind of admitted that yeah. He's just a great editor. He gathers it. But wh- whatever the reason, he d- he doesn't direct either, mm-hmm. you know, cuz he had picked, he picked the right up. people. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's it's very when it, when it's work in the way you want it to work which is i'm having fun and i'm relaxed and even when it's tense and i have to improvise a lot of legalese right it's still the best even though i was i was in in fear the whole time kind of you know nervous (laughs) yeah but maybe it keeps you on
0: track you know
1: adrenaline and stuff right so
0: yeah and you mentioned john houston and my daughter who now is almost 11 a couple years ago, she'd watch Annie like every night. Oh man,
1: it's so great. Yeah,
0: and then you mentioned, and it's, it's such a good movie. And like, you, it's more Now she parts. likes it, obviously. Obviously, oh she yeah, it. yeah, yeah, she yeah, watched it for a good year. Well, okay,
1: <laughs> here's a, a little little piece of trivia. Okay, that nobody knows, right? John and John Houston and I got along great, as far mm-hmm. as being a hired actor, right? Great. Director, yeah, we got along fine. I mean, we. I if I asked him a question, he would talk to me, yeah, like a like an old like a grandfather, right, or like a friend. Yeah, 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 Larry. You know, you always you know call me Larry. knew my name even at the beginning. Yeah, so he's a great guy. Um, and, and never directed, but he hated being on that movie. Really, he hated every second of it and i didn't discover no. it until years later i was told okay when i when i joined the, the cast yeah and i had an inkling of it here i'll tell you i just i got a call go down there right away uh john houston is casting and he's going to direct it you know yeah. john houston yeah. i'm there man yeah. usually if they say get down there right away I'm, hey man i'm in the middle of my day man yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm hanging. Yeah. Oh man, get there right away. I don't mind if they say get there tomorrow. Right, it's fine. Or later yeah. or, or this evening. Right away. Just yeah. Because you have to change clothes and you got yeah. and it's out in the valley, which is a 45 minute drive. Right. So I was really PO'd the whole time. <laughs> Even if it was John Houston. Yeah, I'm going. I, yeah. I want the job. Right. I, mean, I get there and now. John Huston, as all great directors and even, you know, elite directors, they have very high uh, elite uh, casting directors, you know, the best, you know, one one of the top, you know, the mega. So John Huston. So when I got there, I'm I forgot her name, but but she was big. Everybody was in awe of this casting director. So she's our Larry, you're next. And she comes in and he was already shooting the movie on a soundstage so he's sitting in his director chair and he's watching the rushes that's that's what john houston does in his spare time okay he watches the rushes, just like i watch me right I mean, he's, he's he's watching he's looking what what can i and he's really intense man yeah. he's in there looking at it and he comes up to me and he turns and oh and then he just drops it no oh, okay. hi uh and this is you know she's this is larry but what she did was she got behind me and she held me by the shoulders, you know? Yeah. And she guides me exactly, <laughs> you know, squarely, yeah. n- 90 degrees to him, right. right, facing him. So the first thing out of his mouth is to her, he goes, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know what to do. Yeah. So I go, wow, this is going to be interesting. So I just stood there and he goes, what are you doing? She says, oh, well, um, I'm... Uh, no, no, his first thing was, he was like this. And he goes, Don't touch my actors. He just hollered it out. Right. Like he was just startled. He says, Don't yeah. touch my actors. Like that. And then he goes, yeah. What are you doing? She says, Well, I was just guiding him to in front of you. He yeah. says, Please, don't touch my actors. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so she, you know, (laughs) wow, all of a sudden she was this big, you know, mega somebody. All of a sudden she's this little girl. Yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) And so I thought that was kind of cool. It really snapped me out of awe. It just was, wow, this guy's like a regular guy. So, okay, and this is uh, Larry, Larry Hankin. Yeah, 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 right. Mm -hmm. So, do you understand what the role is? It's a dog catcher. And I go, yeah. And she's behind me now. And I had my hair. I was a hippie. Okay. My hair was down here. Yeah. Back here. So she, still behind me, she takes my hair into like a ponytail and holds it up. Yeah. So she goes, what are you doing? (laughs) She goes, well, he's got to get a haircut, so I was lifting the hair away so you can see what he looks like without a haircut. He goes, please, don't touch (laughs) my actors. I'm a director. I have imagination. I can picture yeah. what he'll look like. Don't touch my actors. Yeah. I thought this guy is cool, man. Right. I'm just totally. <laughs> I'm like in my own home now. Yeah. This is my <laughs> grandfather telling something to my sister. Right. don't bother your brother, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was just amazed because I, I was ready for awe yeah. and. So, okay, so that was my introduction. So, so then he, he says, and then she really backed away. Right. She like got out of the picture. So he says, so, so Larry, you want to do the thing will, will you get a haircut? I mean, you're going to have to cut your hair very short. Yeah. She so was, you know, like he's talking to me like a buddy and I, I go, oh no, no, I'll cut my hair. You know, whatever you want, just fine. Okay, thank you very much. And he says to her, thank you, you know. And then he goes back to watching his rushes. And boom, like, <laughs> that was okay. It. She takes me out and she was about to touch me. And she had to see her of it. No, right this way, Larry. She yeah. me out. Okay. So now I show up on the day I'm supposed to shoot, you know. Now my habit is, uh, by now, you know, I'm not an, an amateur. I'm a professional right. actor, yeah. you know. I've been around. So I have these habits and these rituals that I do before I do any yeah. part. The first thing I always do is I go, Where's my dressing? Because when you get on the set, you don't know where everything is. Right. An AD greets you. You know, where's my AD? Where's the, gray, the AD? And an AD will eventually goes. he's right there. Okay, yeah. And he's, I say,
0: hmm.
1: and he goes, I'll take it to my dressing room. Where is my dressing room? And he'll point or stop. I said, no, no, no. Is my costume there? Okay. Oh, no, your costume isn't there yet. That's in the costume room, but your dressing room is I said, no, take me to the costume. I want the costume first. That's the first thing I check. My costume, you right? See, it. because if you get there early enough, sometimes you can make a choice. If it's in your dressing yeah. room, it's chosen. Put right. it on and shut up. Right. Yes, sir. So I went to the costume department, and I, I go to a person, obviously the costume designer or something like that. You know, where's uh where's the dog catcher's costume? Oh, it's over on that rack. Uh, I'm the dog catcher. Can I just look at the stuff? Oh yeah yeah sure. Mm-hmm. So I go over and it's all labeled you know, dog catcher. And there's about 10 or 15 different choices with, you know, five shirts, three right. pairs of pants, whatever. So I'm going through it and I'm picking stuff. All a Sunday, there's this man standing behind me, you know, yeah. and uh, he's not pleased, he's right. Not Pleased at all. And he goes, What are you doing? <laughs> it was like. John Houston yeah. going. What do you? What do you? Why are you? What are you, are you doing? Are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> are you th- yeah. He goes. What are you doing? I go. Oh, I'm the dog catcher. This is my costumes. I'm. I'm looking yeah. through. Just. I'm just kind of picking it out or seeing what I'm g- going to wear. You know. All but right. but she said it's all right. She seemed to be in charge. You know. She said it's all right. She said. Uh, well, you're too late. I have your costume right here. No. And he's holding his hand out. Uh, out. And there's this. What seems to be like a. Uh, an accru, a kind of a tan, a light tan. Right. A uh, platter, but but it's it seems to be a cloth platter that's been yeah. and what it is it's a folded jumpsuit you know like garage mechanics have right. that's blue yeah only it's light tan so it's a dog catcher's light tan right. uniform uh, of nineteen thirty. So what he's done is as as I touch it because it's about an inch and a half thick and just hmm. flat like a platter and square, about 15 inches square. And I touch it and they go, what is this? And he says, it's starched and pressed and cleaned. And he gives it to me and I won't touch it. Right. But what I do is I I peel off, like it looks like a sleeve and I go (sighs) Now, I don't know if you're old enough, but I remember when I was a little kid, my father used to get his white shirts starched, at least the collars, but sometimes they starched the whole shirt. Right. And he would let me, cause I loved it. I don't you know, five or six or something. Yeah. He'd let me peel it up and, and stick my hand in because it would, you know, as <laughs> it, you know, get I don't have to do that, he let me do that. Okay, so that's what it was like. So I was, totally knew you starched it, cleaned it, and pressed it, or cleaned it, yeah, pressed it, and starched. How would you do that? He said, yes, so put this on. I go, I'm not putting that on. And he goes, Why not? So here's the other thing not only won't I cop to it, I'll just get out there in front of the lens and see yeah. what happens, you know, right? Because I do not fear being fired. Okay. I do not fear that. That's part of the game to me. Yeah. Uh, so, I, 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 uh, so I speak my mind. And whatever happens, happens. Mm. It's okay. I try to keep the job. Because hey, it's John Houston, man. I'm not crazy. Right. Yeah. But this wasn't John Houston. And he was like second in command. So I thought,
0: yeah, I'm to, gonna just right, vent.
1: Right. I'm just gonna let him have it. No, I'm not putting that on. Why not? And he didn't step back, man. He got right in my face. Why not? Because it's starched and it's cleaned and it's pressed, and I'm a dog catcher <laughs> in 1930s, and I'm carrying around dogs all day yeah. that have been running around in crap. And it's, it's not dirty. I mean, I just. Right. So he says, well, it doesn't really matter because this is your costume and you're putting it on. Well, if, you, if I get that kind of like adamant nature, I just hold my ground. I'm, I, I don't.
0: Uh, you know, back down. I mean,
1: yeah, I'm wise enough to know when you should back down. Lightly. Right. I mean, I'm not going to go for blood in a fight. I'm not that crazy. Right. But I thought, hey, man, I got my rights as an actor and I've been around. Right. not my first rodeo. I'm standing up for me. I'm not putting it on. And he says, okay, we're going to John Houston and you're going to put this on. I said, let's go, man. I'm, he's my buddy. Yeah. Cool. Right. So he marches me out and it had just rained. Uh, it rained at night. So yes. the sky was blue, but there was puddles around. Fine. And John Houston is now he's a on set outdoors, shooting something, but there he is in his director's chair watching rushes, just, just like the doe audition. Boom! And he turns around and he sees us coming, he, he spies it right away because he says, Okay, now what's going on? Yeah, he, he knew this, yeah. And this guy, he's like very anal retentive, this guy, <laughs> so he he's carrying it like a platter, it's still, you know, except yeah. one sleeve. I, I, I. And he says, uh, he says, you know, he says, you know, George, Larry, hi, okay, w- what's the matter? What's going on? And George says, this actor will not put his costume on. And uh, John Hughes looks at me he says, uh, Larry, is that true? You won't put on your costume? He's very, very calm.
2: Yeah.
1: And I go, yeah, man. He goes, uh, why won't you put the costume on? Well, because you know it's not dirty, and I'm a dog catcher. And 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 you know, he's got it starched, man, and it's pressed and it's folded. If I put it on, there's gonna be creases in it, it's clean. I'm a dog catcher. I can't put that on. Is that is that true, George? Is that what's going on? Mm-hmm. Yes, he won't put it on. He says, Give me the costume. So he hands John Houston the yeah. platter. John Houston gets up out of his director chair and he starts walking. T- away from us yeah. towards the biggest puddle that's nearby. And he's got these Italian leather shoes on. Right. Very expensive. I figure $200. Yeah. Easy. Very comfortable. Very cool. Right. And he walks into the middle of the puddle with these shoes on. That's all I saw. <laughs> he gets in and he goes and he opens the whole costume, right. shakes it out, holds it at arm's length and he drops it into the puddle and then he walks all over it. And he walks all over it. And I'm uh, both of us again, yeah. and then he picks it up very delicately, like this, holds it away from his dripping wet. Right. He walks over to George and he goes, George, I want you to dry this out and put this on this actor, okay? Thank you, George. Thank you, Larry. Yeah. And he goes back to it. boom. Wow. Now that's a cool director. Now that that's a cool guy. Right. Wow. I mean, <laughs> come on, man. Anything after that is like. Yeah. You know, icing right. on the cake. Yeah, I want this guy to direct me. And again, yeah. when I got in the car, you know, and drove the the dog catcher car and yeah. took her dog, right? He didn't say a word, yeah. N- not a word ever. And, and then afterwards, it was really interesting. Afterwards, because I, I wanted to talk to him, I wanted to yeah. you know. So I saw him walking away uh, during lunch. I I'm walking. He was walking alone to to where the lunch was. So I. Quickly, just walked along beside him, you know, yeah. just walking with him. He looked at me, kind of smiled, and he walking yeah. along. And I said, hey, can I ask you a question? Yeah, sure, what?
2: Well.
1: Yeah. I go, you know, I saw the the, the film. I said, I, I got two films I got to ask you about. Yeah. Okay, well, well, what are those? He says, well, the first one is Victory. No, no, the first one was uh, the uh, Maltese Falcon. Okay. Oh, really? W- what do you want to know? Yeah. I said, you know, well, it's not that I want to know. It's just I made an observation. I just want to see if it's correct. Really, what's, what's your observation, Larry? And we're walking and walking. Yeah. He goes, I go, um, well, you know, you could never in a million years make that movie now. Really, why? Well, because it's all pages of just talk, just huge monologue after monologue in just rooms. And every maybe half hour, you go outside right. for a couple of shots. Yeah. So I mean it's just rooms and talk who's gonna make that movie he goes probably nobody now yeah I go yeah he says so what's your next movie I go well you know victory that's the uh, Stallone one The Stallone one. The one, yeah soccer one yeah I said yeah well okay I watched that movie mm-hmm. and I mean Stallone and uh, Pele I think was in it too. Mm-hmm. But all the other actors who were just stars, I mean, they were making incredible shots, man. I mean, A, how did you get them to make these shots that were part of the story and you film them making the shots? Did they work out for months just to learn how to play and do those things? Or how did you get them to do those Things that were not learned lines we can memorize. Those are physical feats of athleticism. Yeah, these are actors. You know, how do you do that? He says. he's again. He just smiled and he said, "Well, you just keep shooting them until they make the shot." (laughs) (laughs) I thought, cool. Yeah. Lesson learned. Right. Yeah, you're paying them, you know, a yeah. million five. You just do it, right. again, do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Learning on the job,
0: I think it's cool. Yeah, exactly. Wow.
1: <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I mean the greats are great for a yeah. no reason. They're not just kidding yeah. around. Right. I mean, they're they're thinking big picture, you know. Yeah. Their mind is like a sound stage. Right. <laughs> <or Yeah. laughs> an auditorium. Right. Yeah, it's just, yeah, another
0: great was uh John Hughes. You worked with John
1: Hughes. Again, you know, yeah. I mean, he was crazy though, he right. showed it. He was just a, a neurotic, okay. Uh, some, sometimes he was happy, sometimes he was morose, sometimes he was very talkative, sometimes yeah. he wasn't. Sometimes we, he took us all about three actors, you know, mm. and uh. uh somebody from the crew he took to a party a big bash like a, st- a studio 54 in new york okay but this was in chicago but it was right. like kind of, this kind of the same thing yeah he said hey you know there's a studio kind of 54 in chicago we were shooting in the in the yeah. suburbs he said i was i am invited come on you know hop in the limo let's go yeah. so we went to the this studio 54, this huge building and it was tiered right. The center was cut out that's that called an atrium yeah yeah the center is out so the, everything was, uh, well, it wasn't only tears. I mean, you could have right. bands and you were dancing yeah. on, on these things. Uh, five floors, so you, could, right. you know, stand and look up and look, that yeah. was amazing. And it was packed. So we just let everybody go. He said, uh, you know, just meet back here and say a half hour or an hour. Yeah. So we all went out. our separate road. But he just sat on a, on a bench on one of the tiers right. for the whole time. Wow. He said, you know, uh, um, he was standing in front of the bench when he said, okay, everybody just, you know, do your thing and we'll meet back here in an hour. Wow. Cool. So we all went, <laughs> chauffeur, yeah. the three actors, his wife went off that way. Right. Boom. And uh, I came back about 15 minutes later just to to make sure I knew <laughs> where, which tier that floor, that uh, bench was on. Right. And he was sitting there. Then I came back a little later and he was still sitting there. He just sat there the whole time. He was just observing. He, he didn't join in anything. Right. His wife was dancing and, you know, we were all doing all kinds of things and drinking. And then, um, so that was, you know, one weird thing. Just sit there when, when all this stuff is going on. That, it's pretty cool, I guess. And then um, about 20 minutes later, the chauffeur, Came around and was saying to everybody. Came to me, found me, and he said, "Hey, we're leaving." Well, I thought we were going to meet, you know, in another half hour. And he goes, yeah. "No, John said we're leaving now. He wants to leave." Okay, so yeah. we got all the people, and John still sitting there. We got up, and he says, Is "Everybody here? Okay, let's go." Yeah. And we followed the chauffeur down to the limo, and we got in. And John was totally morose, and. For the 45 minute ride back yeah. to the suburbs where we were sequestered um, in place. <laughs> mm. That's now part of the word sequestered. Right. During COVID. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so he, we were all, you know, yeah. the 45 minutes, he was really like depressed or morose or whatever, but not a word was said in the limo for 45 minutes. Wow. It's the weirdest car ride, automobile yeah. ride. I've ever been in you know yeah. what is it like him and his wife uh, three actors a crew member and the and the driver right not a word wow the whole time it was very w- eerie yeah. let me tell you and then he just said good night and he boom and that was it uh, so explain that. And, then in that and then a couple of days later you know he's like jaunty jolly and then the next day uh, hey where's the uh, Another John, not not John Hughes, but right. a crew member. hey uh, An AD. Okay. Hey, where's John? Uh, Hughes fired him. Why? He was a great guy. I mean, he was, yeah. uh, I don't know, he's fired. Wow. So, uh, I mean, you couldn't keep up with his mood. So I kind of just right. try to be good, stay away, don't talk yeah. to him. And, um, and I, re- I remember when I went for my costume in the beginning, when I went for my mm-hmm. costume fitting, I had the job. Right. In Chicago, we were all flown there.
0: Yeah.
1: And we had Western costumes in Chicago. And when I went for my costume fitting, this guy, John Hughes, was a multitasker like I've never seen. Right. He was in the costume room. They had him set up. He had a typewriter, like an old-fashioned typewriter. Again, there's no digital. Right, <laughs> Old-fashioned typewriter. He was typing something. He was typing. He was sitting. They had him on a high chair on a little desk. It was like I probably used to cut cloth on a little desk yeah. typing from notes his wife and his kid were standing right next yeah. to him he was talking to his wife about where they were going for lunch right the kid didn't want to be there so he wanted to say can i dad can i leave no you gotta so he was trying yeah. to you know mo- mollify his kid he was typing something and i'm standing there mm. and the costumer is bringing me in you know he says no Uh, different shirt, keep those pants, uh, try another pair of shoes and then he would go back to typing. I said, what are you typing? He said, I'm typing my next script. He's not even thinking about this script and he's putting a costume on me, changing it and talking to his wife about where they're going for lunch and telling the kid to shut up. No, you can't go to another part of the building. You can't wait downstairs in the car. Just like And each one would just—he wasn't flustered or anything. Just boom, boom. Wow. And his typing never stopped. I mean, he never stopped. Like, uh, what was a boom? No, just put that on. We'll go to Sardis. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, you can't go there. Wow. Yeah. Uh, You know, so all these people that I'm talking about—they're special people. In that, my friends are not. Anything like what they are, they are right like in some way. So yeah. that's what blows my mind and I, I tell these stories is because they amaze
0: me still, still to this day. Yeah. Well so that was when you were telling that story, was that for planes? No, that was for um oh. she's
1: having a, babe, uh, oh, she's having a she's baby. she's having a baby. Yeah, okay. that was it. Wow. Okay. That was it.
2: She's
1: having must have been because he was directing that, and the only other one that he directed because Christopher Columbus, Columbus did Home Alone. Did Home Alone, so right. I did two for uh, uh, Trains, Planes, and Automobiles, and she's having a baby, and that was for she was having a baby. baby.
0: That's right, yeah. Uh,
1: trains, yeah. planes. I'll just tell you one fact about Trains, Planes, and Automobiles. Yeah, absolutely. That Trains, Planes, and Automobiles. I was in the taxi. That taxi wasn't on the road. The okay. only time it was real yeah. was when I pulled up to the motel. Okay. Uh just now remember where I was. I was just t- talking about the taxi at the motel, the taxi yeah. and John Hughes, yeah. In the uh, in the studio up on wheels. Uh because John Hughes well anyway. Uh mm-hmm. the taxi was in a sound stage, on a sound stage, up on boxes. Right. That whole trip where we're talking, you yeah. know, and I'm talking to them back and forth. Yeah, that was that wasn't on the road. That was in a sound stage. Everything was black. The taxi was had no wheels. It was up on on boxes on its axles. Right. And stage crew guys dressed in kind of dark or black, yeah. like a Chinese or Japanese no theater, with branches or things running by with lights and stuff. <laughs> so it was totally fake to me. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't see the, they're not, there's no way to make this real. Right. I mean, I just gave up on that. <laughs> yeah. The reality of this scene. Yeah. Right. So, but the inside of the cab, I don't know if you, if they pictured, but it was, it was like a, a Mexican driver's right. home. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, or, or his studio, a Mexican right. driver's, because it was just real as yeah. hell off the streets of, you know, Tijuana or, or <laughs> I don't know, Mexico City. Right. So that got me in the mood. N- not the guys running by with hedges and lights. Yeah. Uh, that was ridiculous. No. And I knew it was up on boxes, <laughs> you, know? Uh, so, you know. So, you know, certain things of, uh, you know, suspension of disbelief, you know, is, I know, oh, man, this is just too much. <laughs> <Yeah>. right. <laughs> okay, and he's... John Hughes is sitting outside of the passenger's door on a milk crate with the script, right. you know, standing outside the door, yeah, talking to us in the back, you know. Hi, right. oh John. Hi, oh Steve. Hi, oh Larry. He's in there. so it was totally fake. I mean, it was the right. weirdest yeah. make believe I've ever been in. Right. But he was right on. So anyway, the, my point I'm making is, the scene that you see in the movie is a scene that was written a very short page and a half. Maybe three pages, I don't know. But it's as written verbatim. Yeah, okay. So that's what we did for three times. And he had, I think he had two cameras, one in the front, one on the side. They would move it for the back and then move it to us. Okay. So we did it three times, boom, got it. And he says, okay, now let's improvise. And for the rest of the day, I'm talking about we shot that in about like like two and a half hours. Right. We got it. And then he said, now we're going to improvise. And two hours to lunch, time off for lunch, and then the rest of the four hours, yeah. we just improvised. Wow. And the way he improvised was he sat on that thing and he goes, okay, John and, uh, John and Steve, you say the right words. Larry, you improvise your part. Hmm. No, film wow. this. Yeah. Okay, come to the end, all right, fine. Uh, okay, Larry and John, you say the words, Uh, Steve, you improvise. Go. Just sit down and listen.
0: Mm.
1: Okay, and then Steve, you know, blah, blah, blah. So all three of us. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Now, uh, I'll be right back. No, no, he says, uh, okay, I'll leave. Just wait here. Don't go anywhere. He gets up off the box and he disappears. Okay, we're sitting, we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting. And I look out And even though it's it's an empty shooting stage, you know, huge, like an airplane hangar. Right. And across on one of the far walls, there's a staircase against the wall with a thin rail for, you know, to hold your hand, and the other thing is against the wall. And it steps all the way up. I guess it was like minimum of three stories high, this, this hangar. Right. And there's a little room at the top of the stairs. And I and we're sitting there wondering what the hell? Where did he go? Can we? Uh, is this a break or what? And all of a sudden we hear John's voice in the cab. Hi, I can see you. You can't see me. Uh, and we, we, where are you? Where are you? And he says, I'm I'm upstairs in in the box in TV City. That's what they call it. TV right. City. It's a TV village. Okay. And he says, Can you see that little box at the top of the stairs? Yeah. Well, I'm in here. Well, okay. But I can see you, so I'm going to direct from here now. Now, I guess he wanted to now watch the camera work. He wanted to watch the video, not us. Okay. Got it all set up there. Okay, fine. He says, all right, now we're going to improvise some more. He says, but now I'm going to direct you. Okay. So what he would do, and this is why John Hughes is amazing, considered with all the other things I've told you.
2: Right.
1: He goes, okay, um, just uh, improvise the scene, just improvise the scene. Mm-hmm. So we just start improvising, you know, all right, let's start with Larry start, okay, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, keep it like, you know, what, kind of what we were talking about and kind of what was written, don't go off on things, but keep it in there, in there, we did it. And then he stops us in, in between, he's all right, stop. John, in one of the improvs, when Steve said uh, that, you said this. And then Larry, just you said what you said, but okay. So just, all right. So continue from there, but, but John, you say what, what you said before, not now. Right. Okay, go on, all right, stop. All right, Larry, when John said that in another improv, you said this. What he had done is he had memorized about three to four hours of improvisation. Wow. And had kept all the great lines that each one of us, and had put them in some sort of an order.
0: Right.
1: And I don't know if he was up there making notes, but he wasn't writing any. Maybe he was, but he didn't have any, any much paper there. He couldn't write that fast. But that's what he did. Yeah. Okay. Now when I wanted when I when I went to see the movie, the scene was as written. So I'm going. What the hell was six hours of improvising? What right. that was with some of the. Top improvisers in the business. Let me tell you, man, Steve Martin is the best, and John Candy is the second best. (laughs) And I was pretty good with my chops because I had been in Second City and the committee. So, you know, I was no stranger. Okay. I don't know what the hell. Years later, I think uh, this was a year ago. Swear to God. So think of the time lag. Right year later I'm in a uh, uh, uh some delicatessen in Hollywood yeah I just you know having lunch with a friend and I see Christopher Columbus okay but I didn't re- I kind not recognize him because he was his family you know yeah you, you think of him as his direct hey Larry how you doing you know? yeah. Christopher Columbus oh Chris yeah I, I gotta talk to him I, I got they go, how are you doing? And uh, he says, uh, I said, Oh yeah, great. Blah blah blah. We just, oh, this is my wife. How are you doing? Oh, this is my friend. Right. Blah blah blah. And Christopher says, Hey, by the way, that scene was really great. It was really funny. I go, yo, the, the from uh, trains, planes, and automobiles. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but the short, yeah. What short? Right. You know the the short about you and and John and Steve in the cab. No, it wasn't a short. You mean the thing in the movie? no 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 i saw the thing in the movie no the short right. was you in the cab with them but it was totally different i go and I, I don't know about any short he says oh it was really funny uh, i was uh the, you should see it he says right. uh, i was invited to a birthday party at john Hughes' house one evening me and me and the wife mm-hmm. and uh, as the entertainment he showed uh, you and steve and john candy in the cab it was a, a nice uh, 20 minute, uh, 15 right. or 15 to 20 minute short. It was hysterical. Oh, wow. He had made his own film oh. short on their time, wow. well, on, on the production. Time. Right. But he thought he saw the opportunity, the three great improvisers. Yeah. Wow. This is incredible. Yeah. You and know, is- top of the line production yeah. values. Right. But he did it. He pulled it off. Now I had a- I've been asking for the last year because you know John is dead now yeah. you know, he's passed on you know who has seen it nobody has seen that except the only one that I've found is Christopher Columbus oh, wow but he he mentioned it in such yeah. specific terms that he had seen a real movie right I would love to see I that know. movie man yeah and where is it and who's seen it and, wow uh, yeah so I don't mm. know I- one of these days I got to call his wife if she's alive i don't know right maybe john candy's wife i don't know yeah
0: because you, you figured they would put it on some dvd or something like that now
1: yeah so yeah. i mean so there's another great director yeah. but you know there he's weird yeah you no know? yeah but he knows what he's doing yeah that's the other thing
0: right exactly
1: when it comes to directing uh, or telling a story on film right we all know what they're doing
0: yeah Right, and you um, you mentioned Chris Columbus and Home Alone real quick. Um, the scene with the donut, I mean, that was just like pure luck, right? That the donut landed on the phone. <laughs> Catching lightning in a bottle. Right. <laughs> However,
1: again, um, I did it... Uh, by the way, yeah. that drop of donut on the phone yeah. is more famous than I am. <laughs> I mean, everybody... Wants yes. to know about the donut. Yeah. That donut. How did you pull that off? Right. How did you fix that? How did you make yeah. that happen? Well, how it happened was just r- real fast. I w- I was driven there. No, I was on I was on the set. It was a long story, but I was dri- driven there. I was, I'm on the set, right. and I asked before be, before I did the part because I was up for David uh, Stern's part. Isn't that oh, Daniel Stern, right? Yeah. Daniel Stern's part. Yeah. I was up for that, and he was giving him a lot of things about money okay he, he was holding out for money daniel right. so they called me and they said hey daniel's holding out for a lot of money we want him in the movie but we don't want him for that much money right so we're going to give him another day to uh either come down in price or we want you right so and they said to me Pack your And this is going to happen real fast. Again, I don't like that sound. Of course, yeah. It's going to happen real fast. <laughs> right. So tomorrow, if, if he doesn't come, if he doesn't capitulate by this evening, he's fired. You're going to have to get on a plane tonight because you start shooting tomorrow morning, wow. which stressed me out no end because right. of my dyslexia. But I didn't say anything. I said, okay, right. fine. Great. He said, so pack your bag, put it behind the couch. I don't know why they said that, <laughs> but they <laughs> yeah. did. Right. So put it behind the couch, sit yeah. by the phone and wait. Because if it happens, you're gonna to have to leave and get on a plane immediately, right. uh, uh, and there'll be a and and there'll be a limo for you. So just mm. hang in there. Right. Okay, wow, you know, big payday. Okay, mm. fine. So I'm sitting there and sitting there, and about three hours later, I get the phone call. Uh, Daniel Stern capitulated. Thanks a lot, Larry. Right. Forget it. Boom. Yeah. Over. Oh. <clears throat> Again. It's happened to me several times right i have a house i don't have a house, house. within two hours <laughs> right okay so all right fine and then you just dump it and go on with your life about three weeks later i get a call it's them it's the production company it's the producers okay. actually and they said one of the producers and he says listen larry uh we really feel bad about what we did to you hmm. about you know setting you up for daniel yeah. stern and then just saying forget it and we're really bothered about it and we think it might put a curse on the movie i mean they were totally superstitious man really right and they said so we have to make amends now we want you in the movie yeah i mean because of what we did right we're totally apologetic i mean it's just hollywood doesn't do that right so they said um so, but there's only one part open in the entire movie. We can't write a part for you, but there is one part open and it's just three lines. So we're really sorry about this, but we have to have you in the movie or we believe the movie is cursed. So we're willing to make a deal. It's five lines, three to five lines. Uh, so what we'll do is we will fly you here Uh, We'll pick you up in a limo. We'll fly you first class here uh, in the morning. We will have the set ready for you when you get out of the limo and your costume ready. You will get out of the limo, go into the dressing room, put on your costume, shoot the five lines. If you want to leave, the limo will take you back to the airport. We will book you first class. You can fly back. A limo will take you back from the airport to your home. You can have dinner at your own home or at least sleep in your bed and the right. same night. Wow. And we'll give you, pay you $10,000 to do that. Nice. Would you be willing to help us and do that? Right. And I said, you bet your ass, man. Are you kidding? Yeah. That's cool. And every Christmas... I get a really nice oh, yeah. gift of a residual off of that 10000 I don't get 10000 no. I get a nice gift every Christmas, because that's a huge movie on Christmas. Oh, yeah. Now, when I got that, I, and on the phone, they said, and also, hmm. plus the $10,000. And they said, do you have any props so, um, uh, that you want? Anything that you want. You're, you're going to be a policeman uh, on a phone. Yeah. That, that's it. Uh, yeah, I'd like to be eating a donut. Great. Uh, What kind? Uh, Glazed donut. You got it. Anything else? No, no. That's it. That's enough. Thank you. And they hung up. Sure enough, limo picks me up, you know, on the day set. Drive to the airport, first class, limo, set. and And the costume is ready. I go change the costume when I come back next to the camera this is like a big time movie you know yeah next to the camera is a baker's rolling you know those tiered right. things where you can put yeah. like 500 donuts that's what they have next to the camera wow. 500 donuts uh I, I, maybe it was 100 i don't yeah. know it was a tiered thing uh, a about six <laughs> feet tall yeah filled with Glazed donuts. Right. I thought, yeah, well, I just wanted one donut. Yeah. Well, maybe we're we'll gonna take shoot shoot the scene twice. Yeah. Two donuts. Okay. Fine. I said, okay, fine, great. Let's do this. Okay. So I shoot the scene. Five lines. That's all. Basically, it's rows of I don't know. what, something on neurotic or psychotic on line two. Uh, I love the word they use, but I can't remember. It was a great word. Okay, on to it. Boom, I do it, and something happens. Okay, we got to shoot it again. Luckily, we have another donut for you, Larry. Right. <laughs> okay, I eat another donut, and something goes wrong. Ten, ten times, not me, but the crew or the mechanics or mm. the trolley or the dolly or the camera, mm. something went wrong. <clears throat> in each of the next 10 shots that's wow. like crazy right and i started to think as the producers who were standing there watching that holy cow this this thing is cursed yeah they, they start I, holy cow this <laughs> right i'm a curse here this is ridiculous and then on the last shot i remember on the 10th one you know because it's a big hollywood movie and again this is a long time ago so digital hadn't taken on they were using big Kleig lights, these big hot movie lights, and one of them blew right above me, uh. and it showered glass down on the whole set. So we had a break for like ten minutes, yeah, while they cleared all this glass. So I'm thinking, wow, man, this is crazy. Um, I started getting worried that I was right. a curse. Finally, cleaning away eleventh time. Okay, let's up. Please, let be the last one. I'm eating ten donuts. Okay, and action. Rose. Da, 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 and two. Cut. Whoa. And all of a sudden, everybody that was watching, yeah. this, because now everybody gathered around because of the tension in the 10 shots. Right. How long is this going to go on? Everybody broke down laughing. You know, so I caved. I go, all right, now what did I do? Yeah. <laughs> I thought, oh, I'm the laughing yeah. stock now. So the director says, come here. I want to show you what you did. Right. I think, oh, man, I don't want to do this again. Another another. (laughs) director. So I go over and he shows me and the the drop on the thing. And I go, oh, man, no. okay, let's do it again. He says, no, no, that's going in. (laughs) He says, goodbye. You yeah. can either stay here, watch, and sleep overnight, or you can go home. I said, I want to go home. Yeah. And then, boom! I got in a limousine, first class. Boom! stuff in my bed. Wow. Ten thousand dollar residual. Yeah. Every Christmas.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: man, movies yeah. is great, man. Yeah. yeah, it's great. You know, and I'm not going to tell you about the downers, but you know, when it's great, it is great.
0: As long I mean, as it's more around. Than years. Years. Yeah. And I mentioned my, you know, daughter's favorite movie watching it every night was Annie. Now it's Home Alone. Yeah. Now home alone, she watches every night. So it's well,
1: cool. yeah. There you go. I yeah. mean, I'm in all these uh I mean these small parts in a thousand movies, which is like being in a series for you know right. two or three uh yeah. years. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all over the place. Look at I saw you last night. Oh, really? What yeah. was it? And then they say something I did 20 years ago. That's weird, man. But yeah, the residuals it's great. You know, sometimes I get like, you know. $10 residual. Uh, in the old days, before yeah. Disney stopped, because they did a couple of Disney little things, Right, I would get checks with little Mickey Mouse on the, you know, pay to yeah. little Mickey, right. two cents, two cents, it's, which I didn't cash. Yeah. And if I found out that other actors who were getting residuals from Disney, if they got a two cent check, they wouldn't cash them either. Right. And Disney stopped issuing two cent checks because Nobody was, was cashing into So it was mounting up on their books to be like a big mistake. Like yeah. we're missing thousands of dollars here. Where is it? They say it's those two cent checks nobody's cashing. Right. <laughs> Hollywood, you know, movies is magic, man. It's just, it's one mind blower after another of, I mean, you know, you you expect the tire to blow, you expect, you know, the fan to not work or the lights to not work. But what doesn't work in Hollywood is just nowhere near what anything
0: else happens on Earth. Uh, I guess we'll we'll get to some of your bigger roles. But before we do that, I'm a big Star Trek fan. So uh, a big what? I'm a big Star Trek fan. So, uh, oh, Star Trek.
1: Wow, man. Now we're getting a little we're getting obscure now for me right me. but go go go
0: yeah so you know it's when you're a guest star you usually have hours and hours of makeup but you played like a pool shark which is really cool to play a pool shark in the 24th century yeah
1: <laughs> well um a hologram uh yeah. the, the 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 deal with that was i mean the great trip uh because i always look for the the cool thing for me just personally right. you know wh- what about this part right. really gets me you know, just it has nothing to do with the public or the role. Right. It's just me, and that was I dreamed of being a pool shark. Okay. Uh, at one point, and I I had the whole thing. I had the case. I had the pool stick that comes apart. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and walk into. I was okay. You know, I was I was competent. Yeah. I I wouldn't make a stupid fool of myself, right. but. Uh, there was no way I was going to be a pool shark, but man, I you know I had the I, I, yeah. I had the walk, I had the stick, I had the case, and I didn't know that uh, when when I was doing this, uh, mm-hmm. I was a uh, uh, that when you walk into a pool hall, uh, you're being clocked, okay. you're being watched. Uh, if it's a new face, you're being watched, and I was told this by one of the owners who who saw me. Walk into uh, on Eighth Avenue in New York City, okay. um, we, we, we one of these pool halls on Eighth Avenue. We walked downstairs, Oh yeah. and and it was pretty. It was pretty cool in my terms for being a youth. I mean, yeah. everybody there was had had stolen something at some point, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> or sold drugs. Yeah, I mean that was just you would know. And um, the only table open, luckily for me, was right in front of the counter where you would either rent a pool stick or or pay to get in or whatever. Um, So the guy who owned the place was running the thing. So that's why I got to talk to the owner, just because he was behind the counter and I was just playing in front of him. I would always generally get my own table and just practice basically and just clock the room see I think you know I thought oh I'm clocking the room I'll play by myself so I had all the moves and all the ideas I just didn't have the talent right That (laughs) that was the only thing missing yeah so he watched me for a while and then he called me over he said hey come here he said I go yeah I played for about a half an hour by myself just setting it up and and I noticed people would walk by me, you know, and look over and watch. And sometimes a guy would just stand there and watch me. Right. And then he would just walk away. He says, "Come here." I go, "Yeah." He says, "I don't want you playing with anybody in this pool hall." I go, "Why?" He says, "You're gonna lose." <laughs> I That's it. He says, "Yeah." <laughs> okay. So with that warning, I believed him. Right. I mean, I I wasn't yeah. You know, I wasn't stupid. So, as I'm playing there, for, I was there for about another 15, 20 minutes, okay. and then they started to come over. Hey, you want to play a game? Yeah. Uh, no, no, I just want to play myself. And I look <laughs> going. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and they would just drift over. Right. And, hey, you, you know, you want to, you're know, looking for a partner or something like that. Yeah. No, no, I just want to play. Yeah. <laughs> And when I left, uh, because yeah. I had this case and a, and a pool yeah. stick. That, I mean, that's, that's like a that's like a tell, man. Right, yeah. <laughs> that, what, are you kidding? Yeah. You're like asking to be robbed. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I left and he was, okay. So, right. And I had the idea, I mean, I, just from his tone and when he first talked to me, that had I played somebody... And lost yeah. uh, because I had done that a lot. I mean, I was playing I, because I was a stand-up comedian and touring, and I right. always go to the pool hall. You know, just hang, right. just just hang and right. waste time or whatever. Then I got the, the idea that if if I had come into his pool hall, this this guy, yeah. he wouldn't have let me play. I mean, he just didn't want any problems right. with new people coming in yeah. and arguing and saying, hey, man, that guy, right? You know. So that that was so when I got the, the the role to play the hustler, uh Grant Gary. Yeah, uh, I loved it because I was the top dog in that scene. <laughs> exactly. So here's the here's but here's the the thing that they set me up. You know, I had this pool stick, I had the table, blah blah blah, and we shot the scene, and it was, it was cool. Now in between shots because it was a whole set so they were shooting right. over there over there sometimes I just wasn't on camera nor was the pool table. yeah I would just play because you know I had that oh. that bug you know yeah. so I was just trying to show off or right. whatever a practice or here's what I was doing and now that I recall what I was doing was whenever they did, the camera wasn't on the pool table or me or, or, or the, I would be playing and working out shots that I could make okay when i was on camera you know just for the character yeah, right so i'd be practicing a couple of things but they didn't bother about that i mean they yeah. were on a schedule i mean you know yeah. and they're not gonna because to, to set up a shot so that they could photograph it well so that it would look like they would you would see yeah. the shot you would have to set up the camera for that shot for my shot and, and then just faces and the other actors what the and, and I'm just a date player, man. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, so I had worked all day on this one particular really cool shot, you know, and I had it down. Mm-hmm. And and then he goes, uh, blah, blah, blah. And I do my scene. And, and then he goes, OK, moving on. And, and I could see two crew guys moving the table out. It's gone. Right. Scene's over. Yeah. We're moving on to a next set. And I go, Whoa, whoa, what are you doing? <laughs> like, like I'm yeah. somebody. what are you doing what do you know wait I got a shot I got a shot what what are you talking about you know and they just don't want to hear me you know and I'm saying no no don't touch the table don't touch the table so the guys don't know what's going on so they just okay what's going on so I go to the no no I got a shot I want to set up he's looking at me like I'm crazy what What do you mean you got a shot we we finished with you you're you're done for the day thank you you know you're great you know Yeah. I said, no, no, but but if I'm a pool shark, you gotta show that I can do something. Yeah. Jesus Christ. What kind of shot? You know, you I said, you know, and he explains, look, we gotta set it up. We're gonna go to set up a camera that we've already moved the camera, they've already moved the thing out of the light. Right. What are you talking about? I said, just just one shot. He said, Jesus. All right, just leave (laughs) the leave it where it is. What? And he goes to the camera guy, and he goes to the. Center. He says, "What? What? Where do they? What kind of shot can you get with they have moved the table? I'm not moving it back. No, I'm not moving it back. So what? What do you? What do you got here? He says, "I don't. I don't know. Uh, what do you want to do? So I was looking. Now I understand, you know, shots and cameras. So yeah. I was looking, and I said, "All right, let me just do a, a cross, cross the thing shot, across the table shot. Yeah. You know, a a, a carrot, You know, off off the off yeah. the." All right, Jesus. All right, you got one shot. That's it. You know, right. <laughs> get the camera over here. All right, get him down here. Boom. And I get yeah. across the table. So I'm going to, you know, boom, boom, and across the table and back into it. So now, many, I only got one shot. I figured, you know, I had time. Well, when I was thinking before right. they moved him. He set up the camera and they go, uh, and now everybody's standing around because Washington. this is something... What's going on? We were just going over there. And now they're setting up a pool shot for this guy? What's going on? So everybody's now watching. Now I got, oh, man. So now the pressure. Okay, you got one shot. Let's do it. Okay. And action, Larry. And I go, boom. (laughs) Sunk. I get applause, right, they yeah. break up the set, goodbye. And that yeah. was it. So that's my, yeah. that's my Gord Gary. Right. <laughs> that's yeah. what, what I did for, for them. Right. And you know, I watched the show and I, mm-hmm. I and they put it in. They put the shot yep. in, there it is looks, the yeah. shot. Right. Uh, but I had to beg and and, and plead. And right. the, the crew guys, you know, they, were, they just want to do their job. They don't right. want to move it yeah. back and right. move the camera. Yeah. So uh, there, you know, each time I do one of these things, where all of a sudden I want to do something that I have no idea that this is not done, Larry. Right. You 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 you're, you're just here for the day, okay? Yeah. You got a guest star thing, right? But no. So I did, that was the, the, uh, the epiphany, the learning, the, you know, yeah. the teachable moment that came on. You just don't do that. I learned a lot about what not to do more than I learned what to do. Yeah. Right. Like, don't tell another actor how to act. You know, hey, why don't you do this so I can do right. that? What the fuck are you talking about, man? Take right. care of your own character. Yeah. Whoa. Right.
0: <laughs> right. And that's, that's like a great segue to Seinfeld where you had the scene with, you know, Michael Richards in the, the oh, shop and you me. how to do things and you're like, I'm going to do the way I want to do it, you know?
1: Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was, it. I well, maybe that's where Larry David got it, but I'm sure he got it from wherever he got it. Right. But yeah, so my entire career is based, really my movie career and, and this book that I'm writing and all the stories I tell people, right they're really based on, what I learned not to do as opposed what I was learning as an actor. It was like, we're learning not to do. And uh, because, you know, the dyslexia, I just always assume what I'm thinking is the way it was done. You know, I'm not trying to do anything different. Right. I'm trying to work within the the guide rails, but it's always, what the fuck, man? (laughs) But does that put like, yeah. Like in in Escape from Alcatraz is one of the things that I I always noticed, uh, Don Siegel, who's a great director, and I loved him. And he loved me. And we were like grandfather, grandson. Yeah. Every once in a while, he'd say, all right, stop, cut. what, Larry, come here. Because he wouldn't, he wouldn't. The great thing about the really good directors, they take you aside. They don't give you directions in front of everybody. everybody. Right. They say, Larry, come here, he would say. Yeah. What? What are you doing? You no, know, it'd be in the background. Right. What are you what are you doing? Well, uh Charlie Butts doesn't know how to play checkers, so he's playing checkers with a chessboard because that's all Alcatraz has are chessboards. Right. That's what you're doing? Yeah, but I don't have to do that. I don't have to do that. No, 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 no. no. It's okay. Keep right. doing what you're doing. I just want to know what the hell you're doing. That's all. <laughs> Go on. Right. <laughs> it's just, it's right. My entire movie career is those conversations. Right. right. Or what? Or or no? We can't do that, right?
0: Does that put like any pressure on you? Like like with this? With the- no,
1: because I would say it out of innocence. I would yeah. always assume I was doing the correct thing, right? Or, or this is how it's done, yeah. And my dyslexia in my case, it's not always the same in everybody else, but in my case, um, if you tell me what to do because of the way that I hear it and the order of your words, yeah, I can take it at least. Two different ways. Okay. And you've you've told me one thing. Well, I have like three or four choices in, in dyslexia. I can take it, and I generally, you know, it's a it's a it's a crapshoot. I'll just right. pick one way. Yeah. And so he goes, what do you do? Because what he what Don Siegel had told me was, Larry, get in the scene. It's a two shot. They're facing one another. It's a side view. There's a hole in the middle of the of the of the picture. So you, there's a cell, get in the cell. I just want somebody in the cell so there's not nothing going on between the yeah. two noses. <laughs> he says, get in the scene. Right. So I immediately said, how much time do I have? He says, well, we're going to set up the camera. I don't know. You got like four, you know, five minutes. I run to the prop table and say, give me a checkerboard because yeah. I want to play checkers. He said, why do you want a checkerboard? And I said, because I don't want to be doing nothing. He told me to get in the scene and just sit right. there. I don't want to sit there. So give me a, he said, we don't have checkerboards. I said, what do you got? He said, I got a chessboard. I said, okay, now my first assumption is thinking for the character, right. not for Don Siegel or Larry. So I said, okay, a chessboard. Oh my God, I'm Butts. Butts can't check. I mean, in my mind. Yeah. He can't play chess. So what Butts would do was he would get a chessboard because the Alcatraz doesn't have a checkerboard. Right. And he would play chess with a checkerboard. I've done that myself. When I was a kid, I used to, you know, I didn't know that checker. Right. Okay. So it was just an assumption, a character thing. I thought, okay. And he calls me up. What the hell are you doing? (laughs) I go, I'm playing checkers. But it's a chess board. Yeah, well, butts does not apply. Okay. That's cool. Forever.
0: Okay. So you were talking about Seinfeld with, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah, You you mentioned like, you know, like, People don't like telling actors how to do their job and, and that's have oh, the
1: raisin the, the raisin, oh. yeah yeah the, don't tell me yeah well, I don't know what 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 it was the scene where he says he was oh, like, or any kind oh. of fruit you know don't tell me about exactly, yeah uh, yeah raisins or any kind of other dried fruit, fruit. yeah right yeah, yeah. Well, that's basically I was Costanza and the director was me <laughs> in, the, in the movie version yeah <laughs> don't tell me about Right, uh, but it was always interesting. Or they would always tell me like, uh, no, no. Te- uh, I, w- I would always go under a character as opposed to say like uh, Richards, uh, Michael Richards. Yeah. He, w- we were up for the same part, you know, for for Miss Heckles. Yeah. Uh No, that was for oh, uh, Kramer. Pepper. Uh, I get them mixed up. Dude. Right. Yeah. So Tom Pepper, but what. Um, Michael Richards and I said this even in the audition when I knew Michael was auditioning uh, or Michael was. I said no, I'm different. Oh, when 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 um, fans used to ask me, you know, yeah. did you get along with Michael or or did you argue about how to do it? You know, yeah. you know, I said no because we both understood, just as comedians, that he right. would always go over the top with characters and I always go under yeah so that was a nice contrast and then i could say you know no i'm kramer when he said no i'm kramer no yeah. i'm kramer, because i knew what mm-hmm. the real kramer yeah was you know i always talk i always talk when i'm around the, on the set i always talk through the character it's like maybe practicing yeah. subconscious right you know but, but whatever uh so with uh, seinfeld now what was the, the what was in the was seinfeld? that was tom pepper right and the other one was oh mr heckles right from friends those are the the reason i get them mixed up is they're equal fans so yeah i'm always either mr heckles or tom pepper yeah
0: it's yeah it's funny because like i'm i love like seinfeld my favorite show all time where friends like and that's my wife's like oh it's not my my thing either yeah you know it's like Friends. on no, both sides it's like the sharks and the jets you know it's like the fans go <laughs> with each other because it, you can't like both at the, the same amount well I mean, it's not it's they're not equal
1: to me the fans the amount of fans are right. equal but no they're two different i mean Shows, the yeah. fans from friends are uh, girls are under 16 or 15 right oh, uh, and, you yeah. know yeah. they're watching it and their mothers right who watched it when it was first went on they said right. oh I watch it with my daughter yeah why do you watch it because i watched it when I was a little girl growing up and yeah. now she watches it right so we watch it together it's a it's a very bonding experience yeah. for moms and girls right and seinfeld is the guys mainly. But, yeah. and, just, uh, and uh yeah
0: yeah he was Right. Yes. Yeah. So. Right. So, like, uh, how much direction did you get from Larry David then?
1: N- n- none, except w- once, and that was uh, it. Blew my mind. Right. Uh, I like. I don't mind getting direction. I like. You know. I don't even mind getting line readers. I don't. Mind, I don't mind other actors telling me what to do. I. You know. Right. Uh, I, I just make the adjustment. I guess they can't make the adjustment. but I go, okay. Yeah. Well, my character was this, and he said that. Right. All right. Fine. I'll do this. Uh, so, when I was doing um, uh, Larry David, and that was Tom Pepper, um, he came up to me, he would always go up to the other actors, the regulars, like yeah. Seinfeld, Costanza, and Michael Richard. He would go up to them during this, because I was there all week, he would go up to them and he'd just whisper something to them and then he would go away. Because he wasn't a director, a guy right. named Tom, an actual guy named Tom was the director, and he would stand next to the director, and then when he wanted to do something, he'd say, Yeah, cut, I want to just talk to Costanza. And he'd go over it. blah, blah, blah. I always wondered what the heck he was saying, because it always turned out well. Uh, and then he would do the scene and at the point where he had whispered something, and Costanza would do something really funny. And I thought, wow, man, you, you know, uh, Larry David really knows what he's doing. I mean, he does. Yeah. He's a funny guy. And he can watch something, and just pick out something, tell it to you and it's funnier. So we do that, but he never did it to okay. me. We, okay. So I was kind of, kind of P.O'd, yeah. a little jealous, you know, okay. why isn't he telling me stuff, you know? Right. And then finally one day he goes, you know, I want to talk to Larry, so I he said, hey Larry, come here. And he always would pull you aside, so it was really cool, he whispered right. to you, so I thought that was really great, you know? So he says, um, now, what, what, what the heck did he say to me? Oh, yeah. So he goes up to me and he just whispers to me, which I thought was very cool. He says, uh, I know what you do. I- <laughs> hmm. It's an exact quote. Yeah. I know what you're trying to do. Just like that. Right. It's like kind of challenging, you know? Yeah. But the key word that just got me was trying. trying. What do you mean? You know, so I'm thinking, yeah. I didn't try. I right. did do it or I didn't, you know? Try- yeah. So I go, oh really? So I, you know, I don't care. I, you know, I, I, I have no fear of being fired. Okay, it doesn't bother me at all. Right, uh, <laughs> which galls some people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I says, you know, okay, let's get on with it. So, I go, what do you mean, trying? She says, you're trying to do nothing, <laughs> and that blew my mind. I go, right. that's exactly what I was trying to do. I mean, I said that to him. Right. That's exactly what I, I was ready to fight with him, <laughs> yeah. and he just cr- crushed that. And I go, I was so blown away. I just, that's what I was trying to do. Yeah. And he goes, Well, you're doing something. <laughs> and he walked away. And I thought that's the greatest piece of direction I've ever gotten.
0: Yeah. That,
1: the guy's amazing. Yeah. So cool, man. And he just walked away. And I yeah. go, Okay, right, man. And, and nobody heard it. So yeah. I go and I, and I do it again and uh, to do the scene again and then again I see him walking towards me, you know, because he's over there yeah. behind the camera. I see him walking towards me and I go, you know, now, now what did I do wrong or what did yeah. I miss? Or, but, you know, he's walking too fast. He's going to somebody behind me. Yeah. But no, he was coming to me, but he didn't stop. It he didn't just, as he walked by, he said, he's right. still doing something cool man
2: yeah
0: okay
1: you know take it down another notch right <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean that's you know great and he is a great director yeah. he knows what's funny man the guy oh, he's some people yeah. know what's funny and some people don't mm-hmm. and you got to respect that especially you know i'm a comedian. Yeah. so uh the, but the great directors the, the really and i'll even take it down even a, a little even if you're not that great but i'm talking about the ones yes. who right. sing right up there they don't direct and they know what they're doing man but you know like i work with john houston right i, I with you know larry david i've i've known woody allen yeah. they don't Tell you anything? I've spoken to actors who were directed by Woody Allen. Right. Uh, you know stars because yeah. I was in another movie with the star who worked with Woody Allen, and we're talking about him. And he and he would never he wouldn't direct me. He was driving me crazy. <laughs> and he was a major star. Right. And he's complaining to me about Woody Allen. He wouldn't direct me. He didn't tell. Right? He wouldn't tell me anything. Right. You know. Uh, so I thought, wow. But the same thing with John Houston or. Larry David, you know, that one little thing, you know.
2: Yeah.
1: They, they Because John Houston told me the reason. He, he said that, because um, I, I guess I asked him, you know, so something near about, yeah. about that. And he said, well, he said, the, the whole talent or the whole key to directing actors yeah. is casting. He said, "If you cast the right actor, that's eighty percent of your job just finished." And I, well, so I asked him, "Why? I mean, how do? Where, where does that? How does that judgment make sense to you?" Yeah. And he said, "the The reason is because you choose. Now these are major actors, so which is only what John Huston deals with. You know, I just locked out being there. Uh, you know, uh, because he was directing uh, Annie." Objecting yeah. any, so um, he said to me that when you when you're dealing with real actors, major actors, you're casting them because of their body of work, of their choices on screen. Right. So if you choose the right actor, you're choosing him because of the choices he's made throughout his career. That's why you, uh, you know. So, so you don't have to. Once you choose the right actor, you've given the, the part, and once he's in the part, yeah. you don't tell him the choice. He's making the choices, but you've chosen the right actor, you, right. and he's saying the right words. So that's why they don't, and they all grab it. But the not good act and the not good directors, I don't know. They don't know that, or they haven't heard that, or they're ignoring that. And um, it just it it fucks you up, man. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, you know, like in an audition, you go in an audition and they go, and now some actors can do this. And that's why I don't claim to be an actor. I'm a stand up comedian. Uh, but um, when I'm in an audition, I'll, you know, I'll go in with my choice. You know, this is what I think the the, the character should be, blah, 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 blah. And practice that way. And I go in and I got it all down. And then they go, okay, yeah, that's nice. All right, now, why don't you try it this way? Already I know I don't have the job. Yeah. Why don't you try it this way? And then they tell me, and I go blah 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 blah. It doesn't work. I don't think that fast. I got dyslexia. I got to think about it. I Got to go off into a corner. Yeah. I got to readjust the modules of order of right. You know. You know. Well, he no. He's he's louder. No. 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 He, he's, he's 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 softer. Yeah. No. Uh, it's the order. And, and I really, that's how I picture my mind is working. I take all the information in. I heard you. Yeah. I just got to arrange it in the right way to understand what you said, not what I thought you yeah. said. Right. <laughs> and that's what's going on. Yeah. And when he said that, I don't know when the director said that to me. No, 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 try it this way. And, and they do it a lot in auditions. Yeah. I either can reorder the information or I can't. And I, so I don't argue about it. I, I just give it a shot, but I already I'm like, that's why I don't care about being fired. Yeah. Okay. Cool, man. You know, I'm not on your trip. Right. Cool.
2: Yeah,
1: okay. You know, I don't worry about it. Right. So yeah. One of the things is I'm, I'm single and, and I like being single. Right. And that's one of the reasons why it has nothing to do with people and personalities has to be, if I don't do it this way, I can't pay the rent this month, and I got to argue with my only, uh, two, I got to argue with my girlfriend. I got to right. argue with my. I got to. It's going to be or the mortgage or. In other words, it ha- the ramifications of me not getting a job as a single guy. Doesn't I don't care. I I've lived in you. my car. I've been yeah. homeless. I don't care, man. Right. It's your life that you know. I don't want to screw around with your life. Get it, somebody who can do what you want right okay if i if i don't bring it if i don't bring it okay so and it's always just um made a big difference in the way i i act on sets Mm. it's just amazing i'm always uh i'm nervous i'm always nervous but but if i didn't have that because i've acted with girlfriends and i've had uh girlfriends with children so i've raised children yeah uh And it it affects how I think, you know, hey man, I got a kid back there and, uh, you know, I got to feed him. So, okay, man, whatever you say, (laughs) (laughs) And there's a a difference. So I I really go out to go, I remember sitting in an audition once uh, and I had uh, discovered um, uh, the internet, and um what is it called when you can edit the graphics
0: uh oh um, like photoshop or
1: uh, photoshop yeah photoshop so i just discovered photoshop okay and i, I i've been a painter these are my paintings so right. you know so so i'm so we yeah, have nothing to talk about you're sitting with you know other people and other people that you know because you've seen them in other auditions so mm-hmm. i turned to this guy i've seen many many times we've yeah. talked before so i am mean, you i hate by the way you know so yeah oh yeah what yeah, listen. You know about Photoshop? He goes, No, what's that? Ah, yeah, it's uh, where you can paint on the internet. And I start going into this right. thing about you know when I got spare time, I just you know if I can, yeah. don't have something to read or something, I'm painting and stuff like that. And you can you know take things and do that. And I'm going on and on. Right. You should get it, man. And uh, you know if you don't. And and the more I'm talking, the more weirder he's looking at me, <laughs> like, yeah. And he goes, you know, and I say, you know, you should, and, and it only costs $213 or right. whatever, you know, just to get the app, man. And it's really cool. And that's, what, that's when he, he cracked, when I said the price. Yeah. I could have said 1000 I could have said $4. It doesn't right. matter. I said the price, and he goes, hey, man, what are you talking about? I got two wives. I got, I got I got two kids. I got a wife. I got a mortgage. And you want me to go buy what paint by numbers or something? What the hell are you talking about? And he just unloaded on me. Right. Right in the audition. Yeah. You know, I mean, as quiet as he could, but he's like, yeah. what are you fucking talking about? You know, I don't have time for that shit. I mean, he was really bugged. Yeah. Me. Okay. I you only have to do it once. <laughs> I got right. okay. Another learning thing. Yeah. You don't bring your own outside life into these people and not yeah. you. And I felt sorry that I even said that to him. I mean, he was really disturbed. Now he's got to go into an audition. Yeah. A book is concentration or something. I don't want to do that. Right. You know, so it's all, you know, n- no, don't. I to, hey, well, let's share. Everybody's yeah. you know talking and right. Uh, it's an amazing business. It's an amazing mm-hmm. way that I learned. Because that's, see, that right. I learned by, oh, don't do, do that. As yeah. opposed to, oh, okay, I got that. Let's go right. on to the next thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like living kind of upside down or backwards, you know, in a, in a yeah. weird way. Right. But, yeah, you know, you, you, you get there just to say, see, that's the thing about dyslexia that I, that I also learned. And it's anything. And I got it from physical disability. I, I once broke my arm, you know, okay. okay, fine. Riding a bike, you know, doing tricks. Right my okay so you adjust you make an adjustment right you, you can't use this hand you work around it right and then as it's healing you start to use other muscles well i can't use that that muscle affects the bone thing i don't know so you start to use other muscles to again it's a workaround thing and you and your mind just doesn't naturally you don't right have to think about it that's how it works that's how life well with dyslexia i discovered the same thing it's a workaround In other words, if if I misinterpret what you're saying and I know, okay, that's what my mind does, I just work around it. Right. You know, you just, okay, think twice. He said that. Is that what he really meant? Just shut the fuck up for a second. Yeah. That's all. Right. Calm down, think about it. Or sometimes, you know, let me think about it for a night, you know, if I have that. Like now, when I go into meetings and we're throwing um, uh, ideas around. Yeah. Like I just did this because I'm, I'm thinking of doing, uh, I'm, we're designing a podcast. For okay, me. that's great. So we're throwing out ideas of how it should work. And I'm going and guys are throwing you know, hey, well, what about this? And I'm going, yeah, that's great, man. Great, great. He writes it down, you know, somebody's taking notes. They go to sleep, I get up the next day, I wake up and I'm thinking about what we talked about. And I go, oh shit, and I said, I loved it. The guy wrote it down. I, no, that's, so I have to come back the next yeah. meeting, you know? You know, what, what? I've been thinking about it, no, that's not a good idea, Just, hmm. let's not do that. Right. And I found over the years that working with somebody, say if you and me were gonna write a screenplay, right. it doesn't behoove us to separate for too long because you go off and then you start building on your yeah. idea of the one idea. And I go another. And right. if we come back in two weeks, we are miles apart about right. where we started from. Mm-hmm. And so the the half of the time we got together is working our way back to yes. the same
0: page again. Wasing so much time, right?
1: It's, yeah. So it's, uh, and so as a dyslexic, that's multiplied. Right. <laughs> it's just crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But on the other hand, you know, I get too, I get paintings and stuff out of it. Right.
0: Yeah, they look great. Uh, by the
1: way. Uh, yeah. yeah, or I get good writing out of it. In other yeah. words, it takes me to places that ordinarily I wouldn't go. So right. it's kind of
0: cool. Yeah. You mentioned um, Alcatraz before, Escape from Alcatraz. Yeah, great movie. Um, what was shooting like that like? Because I can imagine there were a lot that of tours was coming through as well, right? Uh, a lot of what? A lot of the touring, you know, the tours. You know, oh, oh. Right the prison, so I'm sure there was kind of a balance. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, the whole
1: thing was I mean, it was I was on it for three months. It's the longest yeah. Yeah. job, uh, you know, since the committee or Second City right. that I've had in movies. Three, I was there the whole shoot, the entire yeah. beginning to end. So, and I never went into my dressing room except to change my clothes to get okay. into my costume. And then I'd stay the costume the whole day because of a lot of different things. First of all, I loved being on the set. I loved watching Clint Eastwood act. Yeah. I loved uh, the other guy, the warden guy act. I love watching uh, Don Siegel direct. He's, he's brilliant. He's my favorite yeah. person in, in movie moviedom. <laughs> Don Siegel is the greatest. Right. Uh, and so I, I was just there all the time and I saw a lot of stuff because I wanted to see how a whole movie was made. Right. You know, uh, from beginning to end and a, and, a, and a tentpole movie. You know, this is at the time Clint Eastwood's biggest movie. Uh, so I saw everything. Uh, how he acts, like look for instance, Clint Eastwood does not like to do two takes unless you give him a good, reason Reason. right and it's not because of his ego it's because of his craft it's the way he builds a character uh he gives it all on the first take for him to do a second take he's got to think about it a little just a little not much you know i've seen him do two takes (laughs) but uh but i've also seen him don siegel who don siegel taught clint eastwood how to direct on the set of uh, Escape from Alcatraz, he was teaching Clint Eastwood how to direct. Wow. One scene, Clint Eastwood actually directed. Don Siegel let him direct one scene, and right. Don Siegel wouldn't let him direct alone. Like, you okay. know, don't come in that day. Right. Go for that scene or get lost. Don Siegel not only wanted to be there, he wanted to be in the scene. If you're going to direct, I'm going to be an actor. That was the deal. <laughs> So the scene that the Clint Eastwood directed was in the um, medical room uh, in the doctor's office. Uh, that was Don Siegel was the doctor.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: He was the doctor wearing the white coat. That yeah. was Don Siegel. Right. And he wanted to be in the scene and Clint Eastwood was directing and he showed up for that scene because only one scene in an entire day shoot where Don Siegel was directing. Yeah. But Don Siegel disappeared. He got into his costume. Clint Eastwood got out of his costume and into a directing costume. (laughs) Costume. Costume. (laughs) It was a jogging outfit. Okay. A brand new jogging outfit. And he had the the loop, you know, the thing that the directors look at the clouds with. He had that around his neck. He also had a lens thing, you know, looking for the camera which lens to use. He came with all the equipment. His <laughs> hair was combed. Right, <laughs> It looked like he'd taken a shower. I mean, he was yeah. totally a new guy. It was Clint Eastwood, yeah. the man. And he he directed, and uh, Don Siegel didn't say a word, you know. Mm. He was, you know, and uh, Clint said, you know, go over there. All right, do it. And uh, Don Siegel was a good actor. and listened to the director. He really great. And then he said, okay, you know, and then... Uh, when he was over, you know right. how directors, when you're finished as an actor, you go, "Okay, Larry, uh, Larry's Larry's wrapped everybody, and everybody claps." You know, it's like a little clap. Right. No matter if you're an extra or a star. Yeah. Larry's, Larry's finished. When Don Siegel was finished directing, Clint says, yeah. Uh "Don's finished. Let's give <laughs> 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 So. Yeah, it was just wonderful. And then uh, Don Siegel would always put me on. I mean, that's yeah. how he expressed liking you, right. liking one, liking me. He would always be putting me on, like I would ask him. I would just like to follow him around like a little puppy dog. He'd <laughs> say, It's a, uh, sometimes go, would you just move back, Larry? Just stand over there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, what are you seeing through the camera? Right. Yeah.
2: No,
1: just stand over there. It's okay, it's okay, just stand there. <laughs> Uh, and hey, we'd go like, um, or, wh- "What are you doing?" Or, "Oh, I uh, I was playing cards with the um, with the crew who, who weren't being used for this particular shot, wherever they were." So we're just playing uh, poker, and I'm playing, and all of a sudden, they see the other guys, is about four other crew guys uh, sitting around a, a, a makeshift table, and they all look up behind me, like that. So look up, and there's Don Siegel standing behind me with his arms folded, and he doesn't look happy. Right. He says, I go like that, he goes, Larry, what are you doing? He was always asking you that. Yeah. But we're in different terms, sometimes they're happy, sometimes, and this was right. very serious. Okay. Larry, what are you doing? I'm playing cards. He says, you know, you got a scene. Yeah, I know, but it's, uh, I saw the schedule, it's not up for like, like you know, two, three hours. You sure it's your crying scene? Yeah, I, I know. It's a scene where they break out and they leave me behind. Right. And and, and I'm sitting in my cell all alone and crying. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, It's your crying scene. He's very really, he's really low key. He's like really serious. He says, Your crying scene. I go, Yeah, I know. You think you can cry? No, I'm, I'm sure. I never even thought about it. I never yeah. thought about it. I never... Yeah. I, I, I think so. So now all the guys put down their cards. Now this is what the fuck, man. Right. Uh yeah, yeah. Now I'm being bothered. I mean, now this is turning into something I don't I don't understand at all. He said, Well, um, I don't know, if you don't think you can cry, I think you should uh maybe yeah. you know, go in your dressing room and uh, I don't know. He said, Can you cry? That's that's what I want to know.
2: Yeah.
1: I go, I, I think so. You think so. Listen, Larry, now he's getting excited. He's listen, Larry, I think <clears throat> you better go into your, your dressing room. And I don't care if you just have to slap yourself around, but I need you to cry yeah. in uh, in about uh, two two hours. Think you can do it? So, ne- I, I, yeah. So he says, okay. And then he walks away. And I just go to, okay, guys, I got to leave. I go. Yeah. Going to my dress. And I literally tried to cry. I'm not an actor. I'm not an actor. I'm a stand up comedian. I I start to slap myself around. Yeah. No, nothing. Nothing. So now I'm getting a little weird because now I've been hanging around and making friends with everybody. I think I'm a member of the crew, the cast. I'm one of the guys. And now I'm not. Now I'm just a frightened beginner
0: (laughs) actor. Yeah.
1: And I don't know what to do. And so um, I think uh, I go to survival mech. I, it's really weird. You pop into survival. You never know when you're going to pop into right. it. You know, when pressure and pressure, and then you figure out a way. You don't know if it's right or not, yeah. but at least it's survival. I figured out a way to get out of this. Yeah. So I go up to him and I look for him. Where's Don? Where's Don? Right. He's over there. Okay, Don, can I talk to you for a second? Oh yeah, Larry, what's the problem? uh look um in this scene um I, I wouldn't cry you wouldn't cry why well see in my character what i did was i thought about the backstory see and in the backstory of charles charlie butts i didn't have a backstory right, right. <laughs> <fucking lying>. yeah <laughs> in my backstory i'm trying to just get out of this so my backstory, see, uh, it was, you know, from where he came from and everything like that, under those conditions. He's his this character, Charlie Butts would cry under these conditions. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh uh Carol, would you come over here? Now, Carol is his girl Friday. She takes his okay. notes, she's like his secretary walking right. around. She carries a notebook and a clip she's about 25 28 carol would you come over here for a second she doesn't know what's going on i don't know what's going on she comes over we're standing in alcatraz we're standing in the hallway um would you come over here larry i want you to tell carol what you just told me uh carol i want you to listen to this she doesn't know what's going on i don't know what's going on i said tell her what you just told me well, I just told him that, you know, blah, blah, blah. And Charlie Butts wouldn't cry because of our you know, I have backstory and under these conditions, I won't tell him. I tell him like that. Anyway. She says, Did you hear that? Yeah, yeah, but she doesn't know what's going on. And he goes, Okay, Carol, would you please tell me what the fuck he's talking about? <laughs> uh, and then she goes like this. I go, What? And he turns to me and he goes, Look, Larry. I got a movie here. See, this is a movie, and he points up to the sky, which is the ceiling of Alcatraz right. the whole way. So I got a, I got a movie here, seeing it's all guys and it's all testosterone, the whole movie is testosterone. All they want to do is fight and get out of here or kill somebody, and right over here, I need another emotion, some kind of emotion. Right there, about three quarters of the way through this arc in the ceiling, I need somebody to cry. Guess who's scene that is, Larry? That's your scene, and you're gonna cry in a half hour. Now you better get to it, okay? Thank you, Carol. Thank you, Larry. Boom, and he walks away. Holy cow. <laughs> so I go back in the dressing room. I'm right slapping myself like crazy. But I will not admit that I can't cry. I will not yeah. cop to it. Yeah. So I just sit there for the half hour. And then he says, all right, you're on the AD comes and he puts me in front of the. Now I'm sitting in my cell and I'm thinking, I don't know, you know, this is gonna be weird, but okay. And then he takes the camera, this big, you know, Panaflex camera, and he puts it, I'll do it this way. That far from my, that's the lens of the camera. This huge camera is right there. It's a choker. That's what they call it, a okay. choker. And he goes, okay, Larry, you ready to cry? Because this is important. <laughs> and I go, yeah, yeah, I'm ready to cry. I'm not going to come to it. Yeah. I'm not going to cop to it. And he goes, okay, ready? Yeah. It's okay. And uh, rolling, action, Larry. And then, <laughs> <laughs> Cut. Okay. Charlie, bring it in. Charlie comes over. You know those old perfume bottles, the old ones that your grandmother had? with The squeeze thing on the ball on the thing. He brings in that. Okay. (laughs) He brings in and he puts it. Now the camera is here. The camera is here. He puts the squeeze thing and the the, the thing right here. And he goes. (laughs) And I start to cry. I said, what is that? He says, Wintergreen. Yeah. And I start to cry and he goes, rolling, action, Larry. And I just stood there. Rolling. <laughs> Cut. Larry, that was brilliant. Thank you very much, Larry. Okay, roll. Next, We're moving right. on. He knew that the entire time oh. from the time of the cards. Yeah. He knew that. He just was putting me on for two and a half, three hours. <laughs> That's amazing. He just had me crawling the walls. He right. thought that was very funny. I'm together. sure. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Well, I got back at, at both of them. Right. Because uh, Clint Eastwood now, see, that's the thing. It was Clint Eastwood's crew. It was Malpaso. It was his production company. So everybody on this set, the entire crew was his, was Clint Eastwood's. Yeah. And uh, Don Siegel and Clint had worked on many movies together. So he was part of the crew. They were all right. one thing. And if somebody puts somebody on and they're in the group, they all put you on. And I knew it. Right. And the crew laughed. <laughs> they said, Okay, yeah. great. Thank you, Larry. That was really terrific because they knew what was going on. And the guys who were playing cards with were in that group. And they saw it. And I saw right. that they saw it. And when I walked away, I thought I'm in the barrel. I've got to get out of this barrel. I've got to get back. And so I, I thought, man, for like three or four days, it just bugged me. Something. I gotta. I gotta get out of the barrel because they were all laughing at me, man. Right. I thought I was just an idiot. <laughs> and and uh, finally, it, it happened. Clint Eastwood, one time, because he he did that to me too. Clint yeah. Eastwood. Uh, One time we were doing a scene together, just me and Clint, and um, one of the things that really bugged me, uh, because I loved being there, it doesn't matter, but one of the things that bugged me was, when I was doing a scene with Clint Eastwood, Don Siegel would always come over and check with Clint, never with me. (laughs) He would come over. There's just a two right. standing in front of the camera, maybe a third actor, like when we're out in the, uh, the yard. And he would come over, and Clint was doing the you know, weightlifting and thing. Hmm. He would come over and he'd go, I'm standing right here. And he'd go, how's that for you, Clint? And say, Because he knew that Clint didn't like to do a second take. Because when he did, did he right. said, uh, we need to do a second take. Clint would say, why? He'd say, well, because there was a jiggle on the camera. It went off the tracks. Oh, okay, let's do it again. Yeah. Why? Uh, so he, he came up to and, he, and uh, one time Clint Eastwood said uh, he said is that okay for you and Clint said I've never heard him say this before he said um, that was uh, I'd like to do that was okay but I'd like to do it again yeah he said I'd like to do it again I'm trying to remember exactly I'd like to do it again they said okay fine they do it yeah. again okay. Terrific, no sweat. Again, another scene, me and Clint in the in. And he comes up, he said, Well, Clinton ignores me. So that was bugging me, ignoring me. And he said, How is that for you? And Clint said, That's okay for me. Yeah. So I said, Well, I think I can do it better. Exactly what Clint said. Yeah. I'd like to do it again. I think I can do it better. And Clint said, well, I don't think I can do it better." And he walked away. <laughs> everybody laughs
2: yeah.
1: at Larry. Right. He said, okay, in the barrel again. I got to get out of here. Because now it's now it's yeah. endemic. It's right. systemic. Yeah. <laughs> it's just everybody. And so luckily about the next the next day, I'm in a scene with Clint Eastwood and Clint said that uh, Don Siegel, he said, how is that for you? And Clint said the exact same thing. He said, right. um, I'd like to do it again. I think I can do it better. And I just blurted out, well, I don't think I can. And I walked away.
2: <laughs> and there was
1: dead silence. <laughs> Unfortunately for right. me, yeah. we were on tier C. Which is three levels up in front of our cells. Right. So there's a tier. The camera is shooting into the cell when we were yeah. doing this. So this way is, I can't walk that way. This way is into the cell. That way is off the tier. This way is blocked by all the crew and the equipment and the camera stuff. So I could only walk that way. It was about, I don't know, 50 yards to the door. It was all the way down there. And I just kept walking, man. And I said to myself, I was just muttering to myself, I don't give a fuck if I get fired, man. I'm not turning around. I'm not stopping walking. I'm getting out of here. I don't care. That's all I was saying. And there was just silence behind me, man. And the door kept on getting further and further away, man. And I walking. and just get me to the fucking door. I want to get out of here. And I hear Clint laugh and say, hey Larry, come on back, will you, man? Come here. Yeah. And I just turned around. And he's laughing. He's I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. so I, I walked all the way back. He yeah. said, Hey man, what are you doing? What are you? Doing? Right it's a movie don't worry about it (laughs) it's calming me down yeah (laughs) he thought it was fucking funny right so from then on i was you're a cool man yeah i was okay the crew loved me everybody right and i didn't have to worry about but but it just came out of me in other words i didn't plan it just i heard those words and i thought i can do it yeah i'm out of the barrel boom And so, you know, thank God that I just don't care about being fired. That's not my thing. Right. That's good Even time. though that was an incredible movie to be in. Yeah. Do you hear that? Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> you know, wait a just wait a minute. Okay. Okay.
0: Sorry. No problem. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: He shut
0: up yeah it's good <laughs> okay you probably heard an eastwood story <laughs> all right so uh yeah so last question oh okay Here we go. i i'm sorry man no don't, sorry, don't really yeah don't, he would have kept on going right yeah, yeah. i right, know no, we apologize that's fine all right so last question um you about Billy Madison, which I'm sure you've heard a lot about. Uh,
1: uh, well, no, uh, they have they have their fans, they're not vocal to me because I was just a Carl, right? You know, I, I wasn't a hip guy, yeah, a fan type of character, right? So, although I've met people who've told me they are uh, people, guys, uh, in their 20s and 30s, who tell me, you know, I go uh, and oh, and oh, you were also in. Somehow I meet them and they go, oh, by the way, I saw you in uh, Billy Madison. Yeah, and they go, really? Uh, You know, a lot of people have seen me in Billy Madison. How many times have you seen that movie? And they go, oh, at least a hundred, man. really? And that's like normal. Yeah, that's like, that's like. I I go, do you know how many other people have seen it a hundred times? No, he said, everybody, everybody like you. Yeah. They've all seen it like incredible. And I I hated that movie. I didn't want to be there. Right. That was one of the few movies where I just wanted to be, I wanted to meet, first of all, my best friend was directing it. That was okay. one of the, the, the reasons. Right. But he was fired. Hmm. So I didn't even have a friend. And I thought I wanted to be around uh you know Adam Sandler because right. he was Mr. Comedy at the time. Yeah. He, he owned Hollywood right after that movie. He right. Owned Hollywood, and because uh, it was such a big hit, so I wanted to, you know, be around Anna. But all he does is put people on. He's a poop joker. That's it, man. Yeah. I mean, now finally, uh, did you see uh, Uncut oh. uh, yeah. Uncut Gems? He's he's a Brilliant. great actor when he wants to be. Yeah. Well, he finally grew up, I guess. So yeah, you know, all his serious roles are great, but yeah. in person, he's just an idiot. <laughs> I mean, you know, he may be like a smart, funny, intelligent. Right. I mean, I'm sure he's got an incredible business mind, I'll tell you that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I
1: mean, he's a billionaire. Yeah. Uh, and it's not a mistake, it's not luck. I mean, yeah. he, he knows what he's doing. But man, I just didn't I wanted to get out of there. Uh he would just have girls call me, you know, like 16-year-olds, right. 15-year-olds call me in the middle of the night like three or four in the morning and I had a six o'clock call. Oh, can I come up and you know visit yeah. you? You know, and then I hear yeah. him giggling in the background. Right. I mean, tell him to go himself. Will you? <laughs> I mean, really uh, yeah. like for instance, uh, okay, I'll give you a little story about filming. Uh, so we were estranged, let's say, yeah, uh, we, right. we didn't talk to each other. I yeah. avoided him at all costs. And, um, one day he invites me, I get a call. Hey, Larry, uh, we were living in the same hotel. He was upstairs and I was downstairs. Right. Why don't you go up to the room? We're just talking. Why don't you come and hang out? Okay, you know, I mean, he's the lead. Do you want maybe? I don't know. Right. So I walk in the room and he's sitting around with his two writer friends who are just like him okay. and yeah. him. And there's a bottle of four roses on the
0: table. Yeah.
1: And they're drinking they've been drinking it's in the afternoon i guess it was a day off or so and they're just sitting around this table he said sit down man and he's a little tipsy hey larry how you doing right i'm fine i i just this is not my thing i don't i'm i'm not a drinker i i was at one time yeah not anymore right and not then not then and uh so it, it wasn't my thing and he goes. Uh, so, what do you think about the movie? What kind of question is that? You no, know, what do you think? You like this yeah. movie? I get, I mean, Adam, you're the produ- you're one of the producers. You're the lead. You've written this thing. I'm an actor. You're my boss. Right. You're asking me whether I like this movie or not. What 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 kind of question is that? Yeah. What am I going to do? Say no. Right. Oh, it's a wonderful movie. Oh, yeah. I love it. So he goes, uh, and then he says something else, I don't know, that had the same kind of, and I go, yeah. uh, do, you mind, uh, do you mind if I leave? Thank you. About enough. Right. Thank you. I just walked out. Yeah. So that's the setup. Okay, so now at lunchtime, he calls me over. He says, hey, Larry, come here. Uh, so we're at different tables. Yeah. I go, okay, now what? Because here's the thing what I really understood was he really wanted to be my friend. Mm. I guess he didn't know how to be my friend, and I didn't know how or what he was doing. I didn't know how to accept this kind of friendship, so I just took it as anger, yeah, on my part or his part, right? I I mean, just again, I didn't know how to deal with what he was doing. If I was normal, I probably would have, (laughs) or he was (laughs) normal. So, yeah, I mean, so I go over and already I have a chip on my shoulder and he yeah. is aware of this. Right. And I go, oh, what now? And he goes, uh, what's this? Uh, what's this mouse thing that you do? Now, this mouse thing that I do yeah. was a funny face that I did in the movie when I was with his girlfriend. He said, hey, Carl, do that face oh, for right. my girlfriend. And the lab. that's what he was talking about. Okay. I had done that in high school. God knows how he had found that out. Right. But I mean, I had gone through college and never done that. I had never done it since high school. Right. So I don't know what the hell. I, but he said, "You do this mouse thing." And I go, "Yeah. What about it?" Yeah. He said, "Do it for me. I hear it's funny." And I go, "No, I'm not going to do it. It's a stupid, you know, thing I did in high school. It's like childish." And he goes. No, come on, really, it's funny. And he kept on doing it. I said, I'm in the middle of my lunch, man. And he says, come on, come on, come on. And I said, okay, would you? can I go back? If I do it, Would, would can I go back to my lunch? Yeah. He says, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did it. And he goes to the other people who are just watching him at the table, yeah. just going, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> so and then I go, see, it's funny. And they did laugh. Yeah. they did laugh. So he says, see, it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. And I just kind of go now. And he goes, yeah. And I go back to my lunch. That afternoon, we're in the scene with his girlfriend, and he goes, "Hey!" In the middle of the scene, they go, "Action right. and action, yeah. blah blah blah." And this is my girlfriend. Hey, Carl, do that funny, f- do that funny face yeah. for for uh, uh, her. Yeah. And in the middle of the scene, because I was an improv actor, you know, I just then while we're on stage, I did the funny face, and then you finished the scene. And he immediately said, okay, that's it, let's move on. Right. And I knew I had been had, because yeah. if I, he knew if I do it again, I wouldn't do it.
0: You wouldn't do it, right, exactly. Uh, of
1: course, right. but he knew that. And he
0: had had it on yeah. tape, uh, right. on the film,
1: and he moved on. Yeah. And that just, for the rest of it, I just want to go home. I just yeah. didn't want to be in the movie. And then he fired my friend. Right. And, but he couldn't fire me because I had scenes. Right, exactly. That he would have to shoot millions. If you fire a director, he's not on camera. You can just yeah, put exactly. another director in. You were already somebody. But he couldn't replace me, and he right. wanted to. But it's too expensive. Yeah. So I just finished the movie, but that was it for me and
0: Adam Sandler. Yeah. So
1: that's that's that story.
0: Right. Well, I mean, the, the role itself was great. I mean, and everyone still comes I, up. I guess, you know, because <laughs> yeah. I want to
1: do a good job. You know, it's right. if I'm on camera and... And it's this film. I want to, yeah. um, it's my character. It's me. Right. Exactly. Right. So I have to do a good job. So yeah. I, I, I just put that away. Right. But off camera.
0: No. Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I, I appreciate your time again, Larry. Um- okay, anytime, man. And a special thanks to Larry for joining me today. Check out his website, thereallarryhanking.com. And if you have a guest suggestion, hit me up on Twitter at the one 19 or like the page Living My Youth on Facebook. Go to iTunes, check out all the past episodes we've had. While you're there, please rate and view the show. Don't have iTunes? Not a problem. Shows on SoundCloud, Spotify, Podbean, wherever podcasts are found. The holidays are coming up right around the corner. Go to livingmyyouth.threadless.com for all your merchandise. They make great gifts. A new episode comes in every week. Stay safe, everybody. We'll see you next week.